Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. What's up, donkeys? Happy Wednesday. Chucky's coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV. Appreciate you listening to 910 The Fan and 105.1 FM in Richmond. And we are streaming live on the Odyssey app. Wherever you may be, you can take us on the go with that Odyssey app. You can also watch us on the Monumental Sports Network. Brought to you by Crop Metcalf, official heating and cooling company, The Junkies. Looking to be their next five-star HVAC technician or plumber. Just visit CropMetcalf.com to join their team. We thank you for tuning in this Wednesday morning, February 28th, 2024. I'm John Paul Flame, joined by Eric Bickle. Good morning. Morning, Johnny Cakes Allville's here. Hello, everybody. Good morning to ye. And Jason Bishop. Yes, sir. Already put up the Junkies poll of the day. Brought to you by Van Meter Homes. We're going to have Coach Dan Quinn, head coach of the Commanders, on in a half an hour. There you go. Let's go. Jason Bishop, during his days at Salisbury, when he began dabbling in broadcasting as a play-by-play guy, actually interviewed him. Do you think Dan Quinn will remember... Bish Bucks interviewing him. Uh, no. I think that there is a small chance. Is there a maybe it's, option? It's a 3% chance. I think there might be a little bit more than that just because he probably wasn't interviewed that much in college. It was 31 years ago. Yeah, I know. But I remember things from 30 ago. years ago if it was rare. might have been longer than that. How know? many times do you think Dan Quinn was <clears throat> interviewed while he was playing at Salisbury? I mean, if he was wow. a star, maybe he was interviewed a lot. No idea. But my guess is he probably wasn't interviewed that much. But who knows? I think there's a chance. I think there's a chance. So you can vote at Junks Radio. We're going to have Coach Quinn on at 6.30. Which I mean, he's not going to remember Jason. No. But correct. I think he would maybe remember being interviewed in college. It's possible. It's possible. Who knows? I went to a bunch of tailgates in college. I don't remember many of them. <laughs> well, it's because you're drinking it starting yeah. at like 9 in the morning. I think you remember bits and pieces of college. You don't necessarily remember all the little details. The little details. Right. I'd, vote, I'd vote no. You're going to vote no? I yeah, I mean, no. I think that's a safe that's bet. That's a good vote. I think it's a safe bet, but I think there's a small chance. We'll see. Adam Peters, of course, uh, spoke yesterday to Grant and Danny. Mm-hmm. He is the master of the non-answer. <laughs> I will say <laughs> that gonna, listening to it. Wow. He's um, not the only one. I mean, a lot of guys will go up there and just talk for 10 or 15 minutes and give you a whole lot of nothing. The one thing I'll say about his interview with Grant and Danny, very personable, very smooth. soft spoken Didn't want to commit to too much. But I agree with the boys. They kind of took out one thing from him, one takeaway. Because he was speaking in vagaries. He wasn't going to commit to anything. But it did seem like he was saying they weren't going to go crazy in free agency. Certainly doesn't seem like it. They were going to save some money for next year. Right. (laughs) 
And I, I look, I, free agency is, you know, it's a roll of the dice. Sometimes those guys pan out. Other times you sign a William Jackson and give him a lot of money and you wind up releasing him. Yeah. I mean, it's it's very hit or miss. So I can understand him in his first year here not wanting to spend, you know, the entire nut in one off season. It's weird want to too, keep some I, of it uh, reserved. I listened to Sam Fortier on uh on Kimes podcast and then some other things. And somebody was talking about, I guess he said Eric Eager wrote an article about how getting more, having more available cap money than they thought actually wasn't necessarily super helpful to the commanders. Um, by kind of rate, maybe I guess the idea is by everybody else getting a little more money to spend didn't necessarily help them. Yeah, as Peters much. pointed that out himself on the interview. He's like, well, we get 10 million more, which is great, but so does every other team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. level playing field. EB, you were at the uh, Wizards game last night to go see Steph. Mm-hmm. I don't think cool. he shot very well last night. No, he had a horrible game. Did he, did he take the night off? I mean, thank God I didn't I do it. He was four for 16 on threes. Yeah, at halftime, he was, I think at halftime, he had zero points. Maybe he had three. Clay Thompson went nuts, didn't he? I wasn't paying much attention. He had 25 I was mostly, off the bench. I was right? mostly yeah. eating and drinking. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, the Hennessy Loft, if you get an opportunity to sit there. I would highly recommend it. Very cool experience. Um, yeah, you get you get four course meal. You get what uh, you have a ridiculous drink menu. Yeah, um, it's all included, all inclusive, all included. How many, nice. how many people were in the Tennessee loft? The loft total. So they're like little booths, like if you went to a diner and you had like a booth. Yeah, like a bunch of booths. I mean, they look like they were pretty much full. Um, so we have four in our booth, right. but I mean. Um, all the booths looked like they were pretty much full. Yeah. What was your main course? Because Cakes was touting oysters. Now, oysters was, I believe, the uh, the appetizer when my son went. Gotcha. You know, I don't know. There was so much food. I'm not even sure if I you know I want to exactly. say I remember seeing gnocchi on yours. Yeah, I did gnocchi, and then there was some sort of shrimp thing. And I don't know. It was plenty of food. It Got was the awesome. dessert tower. The dessert, dessert tower, tower was the best looks, part. Ridiculous. I just destroyed that. Did you try the signature Hennessy drank? No, but I did. My it brother, actually sounded pretty glut. My brother was ordering old fashions, and you know I like mm. them, so I said, "Yeah, I'll do one too." And then it ended up—I think I ended up having four. Um, <laughs> oh, you were feeling good. <laughs> well, she just kept bringing them. Yeah, you were feeling good. Didn't even ask for more. Right, she just kept bringing them, mm. and then uh, yeah, at some point you got to you got to stop. Yeah, you got to right. So, you have to make your so way. Home. The big question is how much did you tip? <clears throat> um, we gave a hundred bucks. There it's you very go. solid. I think that that's good. I think that's yeah. That's you don't like that? No, I think a hundred bucks is very. I think a hundred is. More than maybe even she a, had a, a couple little tables, a little bit above and beyond, but that's very good. I said, I told my brother, I said, listen, I'll get fifty, you get fifty. I think uh-huh. that's very and, solid. Uh, she was very sweet, and she kept coming back. And if we ever need anything, if I wanted a water or mm-hmm. you know whatever, got to mix in a water for sure. <laughs> I mean, they're just bringing you nonstop. <laughs> Do you have fashions. a bit of a hangover today? I don't have a hangover, but I, I you're, d- I, well, you're definitely I, tired. You're very. I'm tired. always tired. It doesn't distinguish itself. But I did wake up. I would say this: I did wake up with my head hurting a little bit. I mean, but, four drinks. Yeah, but you know, start at seven, done by nine ish, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, my my head hurt a little bit, but you you drink a little coffee and it pretty much goes away. But um, you'll be in bed early tonight. Mm, I doubt it. I wish I would. Oh well, you'll be in bed for a nap early. Maybe I might. It's supposed to <laughs> rain today, right? <clears throat> but yeah. I highly yeah. recommend. Hennessy Lofts. I haven't been in the arena. I don't think it's been about a year since I've been. And the the that, the screen they have underneath, kind of like a little mini sofa thing. Maybe they had that a year or two ago. I can't remember. Um, 
I didn't like the colors. I know they were doing some weird, like, throwback district jersey thingy. Mm, those, I, I believe, the city edition jerseys. Yeah, those are. <laughs> um, didn't even feel like I was at a Wizards game, to right. be honest with you. <laughs> They that. are the, the the color scheme is the color a li- scheme, it's a little bit weird. I would describe it as bizarre. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I mean, I'm 54 years old, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, they just they don't mean anything to me. Just, those colors, so they must bring be back, like 100 years old. Just bring back the the unis that the bullets wore in the late 70s. Yeah, I mean, I mean everybody everybody is very happy with that. I mean, why are we straying from red, white, and blue? Uh, All right, we're going to take an know. early break because we're going to set up the show for Dan Quinn, who's going to join us right at 6:30. If you want to chime in throughout the show, you can always call us on the MGM National Harbor listener lines at 800-636-1067. Early, early junkies break. coming right back. Welcome back. Chucky's come to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV. Going to be joined by the head coach of the Washington Commanders. First time on this show. Coming up at 6.30 a.m. You don't want to miss that. Also, we got the head coach of the Capitals, Spencer Carberry, joins us at 9. Rough one last night, but prior to that, they had points in five straight games and had won four or five. A question for you regarding Quinn. Time said he thought he was only going to be there for like two days. Is he back in town? I don't know if he's back yet. I mean, we can ask him, but I I know that he was coming back. I think to do player evals with the rest of his staff. Yeah, like Kime said he staff. thought he was flying back on Tuesday night, and then he he could watch the the mm-hmm. workouts via okay. Zoom. Well, I don't know. Ask him. <clears throat> flying back here to. That's what back he here? said, oh. but he didn't know for sure. But. Wouldn't be surprised. Serious. I mean, a lot of these coaches aren't going to be at the combine. I don't think that's a big deal. If They're going to have back people at the combine. Yesterday, I'm going to guess he wasn't with all the steerage in a in a security line. I'm going to guess. Think. I'm going to guess this time he was on he the, took the, private. Like the private jet. <laughs> Not like he was when he was flying back after his second interview. That's correct. Got you. What yeah. if we found a place to live yet? Well, we can that's ask what him. you're interested. In. I'm going to guess. Yeah. I'm gonna, how long has he been here? When was the date of the official hire? I Has to remember. have been two I'm, weeks ago, three weeks ago. I'm going to say he's found a place. No, I'm gonna say he's I think he's settled in. Spot. You think he's spot. in like executive house? I don't even know. Right is he married? Yeah, he's married. He's right? married. He yeah. His wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah might quite be on it. Might be on it. Hmm. So we got Dan Quinn. How long yeah. do we have him for? Drabby? I think the rest of the hour is what we're hoping for. Oh, jeez. So that's why we're trying to take some <laughs> early breaks. His head a little bit under his breath. No, we're hoping I mean, yeah. we're, we're, as long as possible. Yeah, so he's got to go, and then we'll fill in the gaps after that. Okay, good. <clears throat> So Dan Quinn, 6.30, Spencer Carberry at 9. Let's open up the Junkie Sports page, though, brought to you by Offenbachers. Visit them in Annapolis, Rockville, or Herndon. They have a huge selection of outdoor furniture, fire pits, hot tubs, and swim spas. Well, JP, you're looking at it, uh, the glass half full when you say that, uh, you know, the Caps have had points in five of their last six. But last night was a... That was a big loss. Last night was big a beatdown. And it wasn't just the loss. It was the fact that Philly won as well. So the yeah. team that you're really chasing. Jason's is, buried them. This was during the commercial yeah, a lot break. Of burials. I mean, was it's balking. Like, it's like a funeral home. It's in not here. official. <laughs> I just think six points is going to be a lot to make up. It's definitely a lot. It's a and, lot and, to and make up. And we buried them last night. Look, they were down four to one. I put the game on in the second period. They scored a goal, four to two. Then at the end of the second period, they had a power play. Opportunity yeah. to get it to four to three mm-hmm. before the end of the period. They had a turnover and they gave up a shorty. Mm. Shorty. So that was to always, me that was a I mean, dagger. I because get demoralized when I see one, let alone with, like the guys that are on the ice or on the bench. Like that just just has to just crush you when that happens. Yeah. So all of a sudden it was a three goal game entering the third period and 
Sayonara gave up a couple more goals, eight to three. I'm just surprised that, you know, when I when I saw the final score, I said, "Oh, was Darcy in that?" (laughs) Because I was surprised that he gave up eight. Yeah. Now I don't know how many of them were on him, or how many were on you know just the breakdowns in the defense. But you just didn't expect them to give up that many goals with with Lindgren and that. So I only saw a couple of them. Very I mean, surprising to me. One of them, Locker said that he he was blocked, so mm-hmm. he gave up that when he gave up the shorthanded one. I don't know if you're expected to stop basically a two on one break. True, it's probably too difficult. I'm not sure I'd give the that to him. The only good thing that could have come out of that game was uh, like a garbage time Ovi goal. We didn't even get that. I didn't get it. We didn't get that to add to the tracker. Yeah, mm. I think they're starting to get more production from some of these young kids, though. Yeah, Lapierre has been a revelation the last couple games. Who scored their second goal? I believe it was. Uh, let me see. It was Lapierre scored first? Scarbosa got his Scarbosa. Second. How old is he? Uh, he's pretty young too. I'd have to look at his age. I don't know it off the top of my head, but he's a guy that they recall from time to time uh, from Hershey when he guys is, get injured. He's actually older. He's thirty-one. Oh okay. yes. Yeah, yeah okay. I just wasn't young. as familiar with him. Yeah, and Scarbos is kind of like a lifetime grinder gotcha. in, the, in the lower levels and gets to call up from time to time. Yeah. But it, you know, when he produces, you, you like to see it. Sucks that it happened in an eight three blowout. I didn't but... expect them to lo- to win the game. I thought it was going to be difficult for them to you know on a back to backer, even though they've played well in back to backers this year. But I didn't expect them to win the game. Uh, but I didn't expect that. And, I, sense... and I, I thought that Tampa might be able to take down Philly. I sense their but they transitioning. Got too. They got crushed six to two. Mm-hmm. I sense they're transitioning from some of the older veteran players to some of the younger guys. That's why I asked you about Scarbosa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now they're somewhat limited, but <clears throat> we talked about it with the trade deadline coming up. Teams want some of these vets. I could see that happening, and then slowly but surely, more and more of the young guys joining this roster. Yeah. Um, when we talked to Alan May, he was talking about some of the young guys who skate better, mm-hmm. faster, more speed. So I think there's going to be transition from this season to next season as they try to get younger. Well, and also, too, because LaViolette, when he was here, he would just basically refuse to play the young guys. Like, he had he had <clears throat> no love for any of the young players on the roster. So those guys, like, their development was just stunted while he was here. Carberry, obviously, much more willing to lean into the younger guys, he has to. Because some of it's his, not even his choice. His core is aging. Yeah, some of it's not even choice. I mean, Backy's not part of the team anymore. Kuzi's right. on whatever you call that list. He's on uh, the NHLPA, like so, like player player something. I can't remember the exact name of it, but he's sidelined indefinitely. Right. Now, after the game, Carberry said, we're not going to just flush it. There's a lot of structure things that we need to get cleaned up. We've played well. That game was a one-off for our group. Okay. So he's just saying, Hopefully. Look, we just played like crap <laughs> right. for one night. Probably and, need And to defend my guys, they faced the Red Wings, who I believe are on a six-game heater. Yeah. I mean, that, that team is surging right now. I mean, and I they face them safe. on the, the end of a back-to-back. <laughs> Even if they lose, like, the next three or four, I mean, losing A3 is a one-off. Yeah. I would think. I mean, that's not something that really happens. But you're kind of in a position now where you need to at least, <clears throat> at the worst, stay stagnant in the standings and not lose points. Right. And when you're losing points, you're losing games, and the team that you're chasing is winning. So you're, you know, you're going from four to six. That's hard. 
So um, Washington will face the Flyers on Friday night. Is that game here, Cakes? The game, I believe, is at Capital One. I will double-check that, but I'm 99% sure it's here. Yeah. Yep, uh, right. against the Flyers, 7 p.m. puck drop. All right, so NBA last night. Warriors come no, – not a surprise here. Warriors come in and win. Wasn't their best effort even offensively because Steph did not shoot the ball well. But Klay Thompson off the bench had a big game. Has Keith only won two games as the head coach? Two and, I think he's 2-13. and 13. And I want to say there were two of his first three. Probably. EB, did you get there in time to watch Steph do his warm-ups? Saw some of it. I didn't see – he didn't like – I don't think he – if he did, I didn't notice it because he was on the other side of the court. Mm-hmm. I don't think he shot from the tunnel or anything. Okay. But we did see him warm up. Um, yeah, he didn't shoot very well yesterday, Cakes. No, he didn't. How he, many How many threes did the Warriors make? You're asking the wrong guy. Uh, I'm gonna guess don't, they, I don't want to ask the guy who saw the game. I, I, didn't, I didn't go. See I didn't stay to the end. I'm going to guess. Just take a guess. How many they made? Yeah, how many? Did Ten. They make? Seven. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Oh, yeah. okay. Seven. <laughs> I just do. When you what go there. 1950s? I don't know. The <laughs> Hennessy loft is so nice. So just the eating and drinking. Right, you just get just, distracted. Yeah, you're barely watching a game. <laughs> right. It's just. And you're just the there. The game's like an afterthought. Yeah, they, it's like, yeah. Well, Steph did not shoot the ball well. He was 6 for 21, 4 for 16, only finished with 18. So that parlay I gave you, they no, scored 25, big I losers. can't make it. And, and they didn't go over the total either. Uh, not even close. The, really. I, I'm telling you, for 30 minutes of that game, he had three points. Yeah. Um, Wasn't his best game, but they got the dub anyway. And Keith, the head coach of the Wizards, first couple games, you're like, man, they're a different team. Yeah, but sure. now I believe because the Spurs <laughs> won. They have the worst record in the NBA, the Wizards. Or they're tied with the Pistons, I believe. The oh, yeah, I, mean, I meant the Pistons. Yeah, I meant yeah. the Pistons. They're, they're right there. Let's go. Let's go, Wiz. All right, coming up next, we got the head coach of the Washington Commanders. Dan Quinn joins us next at 630 right here on The Fan. Welcome back. Chucky's coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV. 910 The Fan and 105.1 FM in Richmond, VA. And we are streaming live all across the country on the Odyssey app. You can also watch us on the Monumental Sports Network. Excited to have right now joining us a fellow Seagull, Jason Bishop. Yes, sir. Dan Quinn, head coach of your Washington Mm -hmm. Commanders. Coach, thanks for joining us this morning. (laughs) Yeah, man, I'm pumped to be on with you guys and – I can't wait to get everything rocking here. So how's it going with you guys? We're doing great. What is your normal morning routine? Like when do you typically get up during the season, during the off season, your early riser? Yeah, I'm an early riser. Sometimes uh, you can get in, get a quick workout, uh, and then just get get rocking on stuff early. So, yeah, I I use those hours in the morning before, you know, the team arrives uh, to get get a jump start, get clear-headed on on what you got to get done. So here at the Combine – in the mornings are some of the interviews and that type of thing. And then um, breaks during the day, visit with different people. And then, you know, as the week gets on and workouts and stuff, as the week goes, it's a little bit different routine uh, here in Indianapolis too. So coach getting to know you a little bit, what is in your earbuds when you're doing either your, your work out hmm. there at the combine, or I've seen videos of you doing the pregame ritual of running and or walking the stadium steps. What's the, what's on coach Quinn's playlist. Give us a sampling. <laughs> I would, there'd be a lot. I would say I am a uh, product. There's like 90s hip hop or like some classic rock. So there could be some ACDC or Jovi or White Snake going at one day, and then <laughs> on another day, uh, like you know, 
old school hip hop from from my era. So uh, Dougie Fresh, yeah, that, Dougie. that's our era. I mean, we're, we're the same yeah. age, so I, I I feel that. Yeah, we have a little side wager going here, Coach. So you were a star at Salisbury. Jason was a young broad. broad... Hold on, let's hold let's, let's, not, let's not get twisted early on. <laughs> All right. Oh, you were a stud, no, no doubt. Was, no. But but here's the question. So you were kind of a stud there at Salisbury. Jason was a young broadcasting prodigy. He didn't yep. even know it. Yeah, I was. And he said he interviewed you back in college. How many interviews did you do when you were back <laughs> well, at Salisbury? Well, well, Coach, hold on. First of all, um, I interviewed you because we had one on-campus sports show. It was called Sports Rap. And it was the on-campus <laughs> right? radio program that you could only listen to on the televisions in the dorm rooms. <laughs> All right, so there was no antenna somewhere where you can catch it on the radio in your cars. But you and uh, I know you remember Ben Hutchins, the quarterback, um, would, you came in a couple times and did interviews on campus with me and another co-host called Sports Rap. And that was 1993. It was a long time ago. Um, yeah, well, I knew they gave you big jobs early, man. That's, that's what they, do. <laughs> they did. Prize and dues, you know, they give you big stuff to get everybody rocking. So, uh, yes, of course. Um, like all the media stuff that we did, it was big back at Salisbury back in the day, you know, so no doubt. About it. <laughs> did you really, when did you start thinking about coaching? Cause you went from there and then you, I think you went to William and Mary first and had kind of a, 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 a like a typical coach <clears throat> kind of worked your way up in college then to the pros. You went back to university of Florida, but when did it click for you? Hey, I think I want to do this for a living. I probably knew early on that's what I wanted to do. Um, you know, coming up, I wanted to to coach and teach. And so I thought uh, coming up like through, you know, youth football and, you know, hockey and baseball and track and field, like there were a lot of coaches that poured into me. And so when I went to college, I majored in education. I was taking you know, elementary ed and, and coach and then get into college, say, you know, to do this full-time and still teach just in a different way was really the way that I went after it. So um, that's when I, you know, got rolling and uh, asked my parents, hey, I need one more year of scholarship because my first year at VMI, I volunteered. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, when they right. so, uh, were awesome to, uh, yeah, we can keep keep putting the bill. So I did that for a year at William Mary, and it was a really cool place to start coaching about what good could look like. The guy um, he'd retired his years back in Jimmy Laycock and he was an excellent coach. So like my very first runway on the coaching side, it's all what good looked like. And uh, in fact, two of the, you know, players that were on that team ended up becoming good friends who are now NFL head coaches. That was Mike Tomlin and Sean McDermott. Wow. And so I was just a year older than Mike. So, you know, it comes, they pick me up. Come on, we're going to fraternity parties. Okay. So <laughs> this coaching gig pretty good. You know? <laughs> and uh, there, from there, I went to VMI and, uh, did that for a year and then to Hofstra out in Long Island for five years. So yeah, I did seven years um, in college before uh, going into the NFL. But uh, yeah, I knew um, all along that I uh, loved football. And so I thought if there was a way that I would do that um, to make my living, then coaching would be the way to do it. So yeah, it was, it's haven't looked back, man. It's been uh, an awesome football life that I've got to lead and uh, it took me around the world, man. It's, it's been a blast. Joined by Dan Quinn, head coach of the Washington Commanders. So when, when you're in those early formative years, did you ever see, like, off in the distance, you know, like 30 years later, you'd be a two-time NFL head coach. You would have led a team to the Super Bowl. Did you ever see that when you're at those early stops, like William & Mary and VMI, like you touched no, on? definitely not. Yeah, when you're uh, taking the film uh, 
down to the Roanoke Airport, you know, so you could uh, do the film exchange with another college, you know, that you definitely didn't think that. So um, at that point, you know, like the coaching was honestly about the impact and it still is to me, you know, about that you can, you know, have on others and the influence that is. And so that connection, you know, from people from that team, like I said, I still keep up with Mike and Sean, not because they're NFL coaches. I probably would have anyway. There's, you know, certain people that I still kept, you know, still keep up with from William Mary and same from BMI and Hofstra. And so that's why I got into it. Like I honestly love being part of a team and that connection with others that you get to do like these incredible things together. Um, That's what pulled at me to want to become a coach. And so all these years later, um, it's still that same energy that makes you want to be part of something doing it with, with other people. Coach, I don't know how many teams you you actually interviewed before you took the, the Washington job, but can you, Compare the process, the interview process with Washington, with Adam Peters, and with uh, Josh Harris to 10 years ago when you were um, interviewing for the Atlanta job. Was it pretty much the same, or is it a lot different? No, it was definitely a lot different. Um, I would say, you know, kind of like not one of them is exactly the same. You know, I think that's what's kind of fun about, like, the NFL as well because not every organization is run exactly the same. Sometimes an owner, you know, might be – you know, they're at the office running things every day to be a part of it. Others are not into that space. And so I would say what was unique about um, the one here is some outside um, consultants that were a really big part of that. And so to get to talk to Bob Myers was really interesting to me because I hadn't known him, um, but I you know watched from afar through, you know, Steve Kerr, and I certainly followed Golden State because of Steve. And so I saw their relationship. I saw what that was. So I knew he would have perspective. Um, I'd known Rick Spielman, um, who was on the panel, um, and you know been close with him for a really long time. He was the, the general manager when I first went to the Miami Dolphins with Nick Saban. And so hearing different perspectives and different questions just from their point of view, and then you know from Adam from his side. So I thought what made Washington unique was there was a lot of experience on that panel and, you know, went deep into questions and staffing and situations. And so um, I really appreciate that because the dialogue was familiar for me. And I think probably the second thing is from, you know, 10 years ago is when you haven't done the job, you don't, you don't really know what, you know, comes across your desk. And uh, so, you know, when you get a second lap at something, you know, it's, you know what to expect, you know, a little bit more, but I was really selective in what I was looking for too. So it just is a, one of those times in your life where you're at the right spot at the right time with the right people. And that's why I was so lit up about um, having the chance to come here. Coach, it sounds like you're still in Indianapolis. I don't know if you're going to be there the whole week. I think a lot of coaches can watch the drills from home whenever don't necessarily have to be there. Um, are you there to, for like your people reading skills? I, by the way, I consider myself an elite people reader. It takes me about two seconds. I can, I can measure you. Um, why are you not here at the combine? I, dude, you should hire me. Uh, yeah, you, he would take a job as an overpaid consultant. Yeah, you should hire me. I'm I'm a lead at it. In fact, when I I didn't even need to meet Micah Parsons. All I needed to do was see that guy walk down when they introduced mm-hmm. his name yeah. uh, at the draft. But here's the problem, coach. He would complain about the travel <laughs> well, all the time. Not on a private yeah. jet, he would. But, but but my positives outweigh my negatives. <laughs> but are are you there, coach, for that kind of thing to look guys in the eye to get a sense of them, or are you there for other reasons? No, it's definitely the first one. Like, I'm, in my opinion, you have to you have to get to the man before the ball player. Mm-hmm. And if you can do that, you'll have a much better chance to reach the ball player. And that's why having these interviews and you know get in front of guys is important. And 
this is just one of those touch points. There'll be other times at pro days, and then we have visits that uh, you know we can go. There'll be other calls we can make to them, and then there's others that we can bring, you know, to you know to Ashburn, you know, on 30 visits where you get 30 you know players and that you're allowed to have in, you know, on a one-on-one setting. So it's a good start to it. But yeah, the most important part from the coaching side for me is getting to know these guys. And sometimes you're right; you just have a good sense, man. This guy's a good fit. I, you know, it confirmed all the things the scouts had said about him. Or mm-hmm. let's say there was an issue or a situation that may have come up, and you got to get to the bottom of it. So not every conversation is exactly the same here because it goes for 20 minutes at a time. And so you sometimes you have to spend more time on one topic, and then you can watch a little bit of football video to, you know, there's some cut-ups that we make that they mm-hmm. can watch and explain it and detail it. And so in a short time, you're just trying to find some – you know, where they are on their football smarts, where they are, you know, in their drive, you know, what makes them who they are. And uh, then the whole medical side, that's really, and I'm sure you guys know that why the combine started is for the ability to get physicals, you know, so they didn't have to go from team to team to team to, you know, to, to get physical. So gotcha. um, that's the two big reasons. And then the workout part of it, those were, you know, add-ons at the end, but the not the main the main purpose for it, for sure. So, Coach, some NFL head coaches skip the scouting combine. You clearly feel like there's value to being there. Is, is there good relationship building going on between you and Adam Peters and the rest of the scouting staff in Indy so far? Yeah, and it is important um, just to, to feel that vibe. I was, you know, Adam and I, we watch, you know, a lot of tape together. We communicate, you know, on a regular basis about a lot of things, but just – you know, this was our first time, you know, being in an interview with a player together. So, like all these firsts of tape together, going through meetings together, you know, and so seeing him do his thing uh, here has been impressive to watch. Um, and so I'd known that he was good, but it's kind of like, you know, but when you see it in action, you're like, okay, I get it. This, this guy's elite at what he does. And so it's been very cool for me to watch that as well. Talking to the new head coach of the Washington Commanders, Dan Quinn, here on the Junkies. Yesterday, or maybe it was the day before, Adam Peters spoke about drafting Brock Purdy in San Francisco. And I don't know if this was a slip. He said, I'm going to have to find another, another quarterback. And I want to relate that to Sam Howell. Does that mean Sam Howell doesn't have a shot to start this year? And I think you're definitely reading into things, <laughs> which is absolutely the job. And I think, uh, you know, like as we're going through, we're, we're absolutely digging on every part of the team and uh, just trying to find a competitive edge in every spot, whether that's, you know, wide receiver, DN, you know, O-line, corner, like whatever it is, that's what we're digging on. So, um, but it was, um, you know, when you're talking about a player like, like Brock, there's value all over. And so, that's really what it's about to say it might be the next Brock Purdy at a different position. It's like, how did this guy go to be a, you know, a seventh round pick to, you know, being a, you know, this wide receiver that, you know, exploded in the league. And so those things are kind of what makes the scouting circle fun because why didn't everybody else see what you saw? And so, um, you know, as you're going through, I think it it really just applies to everybody. But no, I've, We've had, uh, you know, already conversations with Sam and uh, tough, progressive player. Like, you know, for me, I've had a chance to compete against uh, the team, you know, over the last few years. Um, saw firsthand um, how talented he is. Yeah, I think a lot of it is fit, actually, right? It could explain why some guys hit and where they hit, that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, obviously when you were hired here, everybody talked about your leadership 
and, and being a leader of men and that kind of thing. But also, I mean, elite defensive guy. Um, we saw firsthand what you did with that Dallas defense. Um, clearly, we've already talked about him. I think everybody probably asked you about Micah. Micah is a unicorn as far as I'm concerned, right? This guy's a freak. Um, I'm I'm intrigued not only in your leadership style, but how, how you're going to mold this defense. And some of the guys mocked me, some of our listeners, really better. And our young linebacker who hasn't produced anywhere near Micah, and that's Jamin Davis. <clears throat> and a lot of times, like, we we'll go back to that fit thing. Sometimes, do you see a way that you can get more production out of a guy like Jamin Davis, who's got measurables and athletic skill that hasn't necessarily quite translated yet? I think that's the, the whole key to this, isn't it? And so when you come into a spot like this, you want to get all – the tape, all the cutups on right. the players to find out what makes them unique. And so finding for a guy like Jamin to say, okay, can I see all of his blitzes and rushes, you know, from his time here and even from Kentucky so I can see what does that look like for him going forward? What is the burst? Can we teach him, you know, hand usage if the burst and the acceleration is right? So you're exactly right to find, you know, basically – what is somebody's superpower, and then how do you get to go feature it? Because it doesn't have to be one size fits all. And if there's some things that somebody can do better than anybody else, then you try to make sure you feature that player in that, whether it's whatever the skill set is. And so um, basketball definitely influenced me on that. If a guy is a catch-and-shoot player, like you put him on the perimeter and you you know, get op- you know, options for him to go take those shots, it's no different in football. Somebody's excellent at guarding a tight end. If there's somebody who's got unique rush ability, if there's a unique blitzer, if there's a wide receiver that can really carry the ball and do things you know, from the backfield, if there's a running back that can split out wide to do stuff, if there's a, a quarterback that can use his legs uh, to be a dual threat, like you feature that player in the things that they do great. So that's the, kind of the secret sauce to me is finding on our own team unique traits and the same thing here in the draft to make sure that's how we do it. But when I look at the roster, I, it, from afar and just being naive, I don't see a lot because they haven't produced. But do you see kind of some gems here where you feel like you could put these guys in a different position and get more out of them? Do you see more than just like one or two guys that you think you could really get more out of that are currently on your roster? And that's, yeah, that's the key that you want to do to find, you know, the players to say, Okay, what if this position change happened? You know, like, and so we're using the, you know, the example of playing man to man. So that's a pretty easy one to see what happened when the player was targeted. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when you're talking about man to man plays, you can literally check those plays and say, hey, this guy's really good at, you know, guarding a running back or he's really strong playing into the slot. And, you know, the same thing as a, you know, like a wide receiver, like I said, who, you know, what does it happen when he, you know, carries the ball or, you know, runs screen? So, I am looking at that, and I have found um, you know, some things into players and say, let's see if we can feature this over and over and over again. And then the other part is, like, you also have to develop it because sometimes you'll try it and say, you know what, that's not the right thing. Let's keep going. So the offseason and training camp is some time to explore that with players, both who are here and who will be new to the roster, and not all of those changes work out. But a lot of them do, and then mm. once we know that, hey, man, this is what we're going to ask you to do, and that's when the roles start to do and say, if you can do this one thing you know, better than anybody else, that's how we're going to feature you here. And uh, it's been successful when we're able to find the guys that can do that. 
talking to uh, Commander's head coach Dan Quinn. I used to hang out at Shelly's Circle Bar with Dan Quinn back in 1992, 93. <laughs> now, that is probably an accurate yeah. Uh, fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd go you'd be playing pool in that pool hall. Um I wanted to ask you about the coaching staff and like the hiring process for going out and getting the staff together. And one of the knocks yeah. one of the knocks on Coach Rivera coach was um he hired a lot of guys that didn't have a lot of experience. You kind of flipped the script. You went out and got a lot of experienced guys, including guys who've been head coaches like Kingsbury, like Cliff Kingsbury and um Anthony, and Lynn. Anthony Lynn. So you went out, you know, Ken Norton Jr., the Johnsons, a lot of experienced guys. You knew Joe Witt, obviously, from Dallas. But specifically with Kingsbury, um, we talked a lot about him when you guys were, were looking for an OC. And um, I thought he did a pretty good job when he was a head coach. His offense got better in Arizona, but obviously it didn't work out for him as a head, head coach. But can you explain maybe the similarities, if you see any, between Kingsbury and when you hired Kyle Shanahan as your OC in Atlanta? Well, I'll say the first, you know, I can, <clears throat> easy answer because the first part, there is similarities about why um, Kyle was there to say this was a person that could attack the, the entire field. So it's horizontally with wide zone run games, screens, and perimeter stuff, and then downfield shots where you could really extend and then explode on the whole field. So that's where it all started and the similarities between those two. I think as an offense coordinator, you better know how to attack. And uh, that includes the run game. That includes all parts of it. So when you can do that, uh, that's to me where it's the, you know, the tough teams to defend. And then as far as Cliff goes, the other part that, that does light me up, you know, he has, you know, sat in the seat. He can see behind some of the corners that, uh, that could be coming up. And it also, one thing that I know he's excited about is, it also frees you up to absolutely go for it. So, you know, becoming a head coach in, um, in the NFL is hard and adding play calling to that, um, you know, like those are really challenging things. So I know he's absolutely um, lit up about just calling the plays and being in the offense and doing that and not all the other things that go into being a head coach and merging the offense, the defense, the special teams, you know, the messaging, all of that that has to take place as a head coach. So, uh, the best version of him is absolutely right here with us right now. And so we're really fired up to get rocking with him too. Coach, do you think he'll be a booth OC or on the field guy? Or do you, you even what, talk about that yet? We haven't even hit that yet. And um, okay. it'll, we have enough staff to, to maneuver around on the field and off. And, you know, it depends on the quarterback and, you know, the communication with that. So we've done it both in Atlanta. One year Kyle was down, one year was up, but it was better up where you could see it and visit with Matt post you know, series compared to, you know, on the field with him. So um, I'll let that play out. And I may even take that into preseason some. Uh, where does it go with Brian, who's here? He's got plenty of experience as well. And, you know, how can we best support Cliff and the quarterbacks uh, with the group that we have? So, um, yeah, we'll work through that. But uh, we haven't made any decisions on that part yet. Coach Quinn, first let me say we really appreciate all the time you're giving us. <laughs> Thank I wanted you. to see if you're willing to do a quick word association with us, okay? So just first things that pop into your head when I give it. You don't have to go long on them. Uh, Terry McLaurin. Explosive. Jonathan Allen. Dominant. Sam Howell. Tough. Drake May. Athletic. Caleb Williams. D.C. <laughs> there you That's go. Jaden Daniels. Game changer. Oh, I like that answer. I got a question for you. When you get down to it, both people, I mean, you obviously you're not going to tell us what you're going to do. Don't expect you to by any stretch. We are not. 
100% accurate by you guys. <laughs> right, 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 right. But if, if you got, let's say you guys lock in at some point on drafting a quarterback, being a being the head coach, and then with Cliff's experience and with Adam, how much it like can you divide up like whose opinion matters the most? Does your opinion matter the most? Does Adam's opinion matter the most, or does Cliff's opinion matter the most? I know it's going to be collaborative. That's an, that's an easy one, Adam. Adam is it okay? And and that's based on what? Putting people in the roles of things they kick ass at. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And so him just like evaluate. So you trust his like player eva- evaluation talent like more than anybody. Correct. Wow. Okay. Coach Quinn, this is a very important question. Are you going to be a backwards hat guy as a head coach or a forward hat guy? Because in Dallas, you were a backward hat guy up in the booth. <laughs> I need to know these things as a bald guy, a fellow bald guy. I don't know. I guess we got to work that out. Let's see the hat collection first, then we can make a decision. Okay. <laughs> Would the okay. league let you wear your hat backwards on the sideline? Did they I don't let know. you? Dude, they let Not Belichick sure. look like a bum. <laughs> yeah. He's Bill Belichick. He oh, does whatever he yeah. wants. Also, I did not know that you had a Jordan shoe fetish. You, is that true? He does. Got, uh, I'm not going to fetish. This sounds weird. Okay. So uh, I'm not there. Collection. Collection is a better word. Yeah. yeah, I'm definitely down with a collection. And uh, yeah, so. Um, yeah, Jordan 11s are my thing, so that, that's the Jordan one. How many right. do you have? Um, probably somewhere between like 700 or 800. That, oh, that's a real collection. <laughs> that's a real collection. Does your wife even have any closet no, space? Like, like 10 or 11 pairs. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, okay. You threw us for a second there. Oh, okay. I know. I gotta have a little fun on the radio okay. in the morning. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah please yeah. do. Yeah. All right. Well, well. Co- Coach, uh, thanks a lot for the time. Uh, I'll tell you what, Commanders fans are excited. They obviously were very disappointed in, in how everything ended last year. But when you bring in a whole new staff, you know, obviously new owner, new coaching staff, number two pick in the draft, a lot of money to spend in free agency, Commanders fans are pumped. They are, even though they only had four wins last year. But it's like, you know, let's flip the script. Let's start over. So they are yeah, excited. A of, there's a lot of energy here. You'd be, uh, you know, I was – uh, almost overwhelmed the amount of people that, that wanted to be part of what's being built here. And uh, that part was really cool as a coach to, to feel on the other side of it. And uh, I'm excited to go through this whole process with free agency and the draft and, and everything else. We're not going to miss one step along the way. Thank you, Coach. We really appreciate it. We hope to get you on again. All right. Get after it. All, All right. right thank right, you, buddy. Thanks for the time. There he is. Get after it. He loves Let's Get Rocking. That is his number one seed. He's like – He's a, he's he's a high energy guy. He certainly yep. is. Yep. He were is. you a, were you were you surprised that he said that was an easy one? That's it's basically an Adam Peters decision. No, because I can't remember who established it. It might have been I'm trying to remember who came on the show who said when he was in Atlanta. I think mm-hmm. it was Dimitrioff. Mm-hmm. Yes. We had Dimitrioff on the show. He said it was in Atlanta. They actually gave Quinn. I think he called it the all 53 yeah. mm-hmm. where all the decisions it ended with Quinn mm-hmm. and that he learned from that and that he was going to delegate and defer. Mm-hmm. So this time it is GM makes the last call. It sounds like yeah, the GM is making most of the call. Like it's like largely, this is a largely an Adam Peters decision. Yeah, and, I, and I'm not disputing that. I'm sure he's got a big role in it, but you know, guys like Dan Quinn and Kingsbury have input. Oh yeah. They've got sure. input. And that I'm was sure, one of the like traits. going to lean on Adam. I'm and, sure he is. But I, that was one of the traits that they liked about Quinn, that he actually is a good 
evaluator, so he'll be talking with him. We'll yeah. talk about it throughout the show. 800-636-1067. That was hit. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Game changer. That's a big answer. Well, game yeah, with the pause he's, also not, he's also not prepared for the question, so I think you have to interpret it in a bunch of different ways because he doesn't want to give you the same answer for all yeah, three. You, sure. Right? So well, It's off the cuff. You know, like right. he's, I, I mean, agree he, with that. He, if he would have said, uh, for Daniel, super athletic instead mm-hmm. of game changer. Right. I mean, it's still very, it's very positive. I think he's just trying to come up with something different. For every guy. Now, now the Caleb Williams thing saying DC, I mean, I don't that's know. That's a nothing that's, description. It's kind of a nothing, but he's not prepared for the questions. Okay, but he's also a bright person. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think that my blink, in, my instinctive response is Jaden Daniels pops for this guy. Well, also, yeah. him, I think that was my blink too. <laughs> but him saying DC for Caleb Williams means you're going to see him, maybe you're going to see him in DC. So you no, have a no, different no. interpretation. It means he didn't really uh, do his do his studying on, s- on, on Caleb because maybe he thinks they have no chance of uh, uh, well, getting that could be the, That could be the he case. He should have said Chicago instead of DC. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. I, I think. Yeah. To me, that was just like a throwaway comment. Now, that could just be a smoke screen, yeah, and he's trying not to hype him up. There's a lot of different ways. I agree with Jason. 100% he was trying to use a different word to describe each guy. Yeah. But the one guy he described, game changer, he didn't say that about Caleb. He didn't say that about Drake May. He said that about Jaden Daniels. Yeah. A game changer sounds the guy better. They're going to be in position to pick at number two if right. they want. 100%. Or, he could have easy. He could have easily said "game changer" for Drake May and "athletic" for Jaden Daniels. So you don't interpret it the same way. I interpret it the way that Eb interpreted it. That he Daniels was, in his mind pops. Yes, but he also said, and I, you know, you know, people have known that. I guess that Adam Peters is going to have the final say on this. Now, I would think with quarterback being such a critical position and being the number two pick. He's going to have some input oh, that, some would, input that would matter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, His success hinges upon what if Ryan, so if the head coach pick. has any input that matters. Yeah, I'm betting he's going to lobby for Jaden Daniels. What if Ryan Poles in Chicago feels the same way? Then they then he won't get him. And he feels like 
That's a game changer right there. Then we're not going to get him. Then I know. say hello to Caleb Williams. But I, it's going to be interesting. I, who is it? Peter King, whoever was saying that they're going to stick with Fields, which I find to be kind of wild, but I don't. I wouldn't. I don't think You're I would put money on that. that. You're not convinced of that? I don't think so. Yeah. I think Fields will be traded. Phone number is 800-636-1067. I'm curious to hear from our listeners, our Commanders fans, what popped to you during the interview. I thought he was very good, personable. I like him. But the Jaden Daniels thing out of everything jumped out at me. You say game changer? Dude, everyone's looking for a game changer. Yeah. Everybody's athletic. You could have said that about anybody. Athletic, that doesn't mean that much. You're giving away nothing. DC, that could I interpret that as he's from DC. I don't want anything to do with that because too much pressure. Put that kid in DC. I could interpret that a lot of ways. And didn't Peters come out? I mean, when he's not giving non-answers, he basically said, you know, having a mobile quarterback gives you more options. Of course. Yeah. And so, Cliff Kingsbury, and Kingsbury likes they're that. all yeah. mobile, though. He coached Daniels most yes, the most. Daniels is the, he's the top the of the food chain there. Yeah. yeah. That popped me. I also thought his answer on Jamin Davis was was good. Because I agree with you. Jamin Davis, it, I mean, we ended up looking up the stats. Yeah. Very similar out of the combine to Micah Parsons. Yeah, he's a, now, he may not have the same instincts, obviously. Like you said, he may not have the hand skills. You know, and some of the other things that lead you to, to, to the kind of player that Mike is. But he has some physical attributes where you might be able to use him in a different way and get more out of that freak athleticism Yeah, that he has. I think they'll make him better. I think so, too. I do. I think they're going to make him a better player. I'd like to see I them highlight him. Here's what I don't know if what Davis has compared to Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons seems mean and nasty. Mm-hmm. Like I he's, agree. He's I don't an think animal. he has that. I don't know if Jamin Davis has, I agree. has that in him. I don't think he does. I don't think or he's if, that. If he does, hopefully Dan Quinn can find it. We haven't seen it yet. It. Put it this way. We haven't seen it yet. Right. But what he does have is... Now, I would never say that to his face because then he would tackle me and knock my head off. But, <laughs> mm-hmm. but he does I mean. have freak athleticism, so maybe they could tap into a little an aspect of it and yeah. highlight it. 800-636-1067. What do you make of his answers? What were your impressions uh, I liked him. I do think I can see why there was appeal towards him. Like I, I wasn't going to ask the question about, did you think you had the job when you were, you know, I that like picture that went viral? Yeah. yeah, whatever. He's got the job. He's the head coach, yeah. but he definitely seems like a guy. And one of the things that Peters talked about was that, that really looked at what went wrong in Atlanta and learned from it. Yeah. And he's got all these experiences. You mentioned during your question, how different this staff is versus Ron's staff. Totally different. I mean, they are set up for success. I don't know how long it's going to take, and we never know if it's going to happen. A lot of it's dependent on whether the quarterback works out. Mm-hmm. So they could end up trading up for Caleb Williams, and Caleb Williams is a bust. Or they draft Drake May or Jaden Daniels, and it's a bust. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're set up for success. They really are. With a really good staff, with the cap space, with the number two pick. With a better person picking the personnel in Adam Peters. And even what we've had in the, the past staff year. is even set up that if, let's say the offense is really good this year and somebody decides to give Cliff Kingsbury a shot, they've got another guy in waiting in the wings have, who's been an OC. Have we heard, are, are the Martys still in play? Yes. Yes. Well, Mayhew is definitely still in play. Mayhew's think, still here. I think Herney's more of a consultant. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
Mm-hmm. Mayhew's Mar- in Detroit. The Marty's survived the purge. Mm-hmm. Both of them. Valdez and Drab, if one thing popped <laughs> to you during that interview, what jumped out at you guys? Game changer. Yeah, it was. So three it was of us jar- in It was line. actually jarring. <laughs> yeah. so, so, I mean, so you're with me? Or because, I can't tell if you're mocking me no, or no, I'm me. not. Because yeah. game changer is also such a hot phrase right now. That's the phrase that Cam <clears throat> Newton uses when, he, when he's talking about guys that make a huge difference in game. He says there's only a couple game changers. Everyone else is a game manager. There, there isn't much more of a better description for, like, an elite player than game changer. Like, I don't even know what, well, how like game, you can describe he, a player better that would give you more blood flow than calling someone a game changer. Well, he's right. Cam Newton and it. the guys you say are game changers are Patrick Mahomes, Josh Lamar. Allen, Lamar. There's only a couple of them, according to, you know, some people with that definition. What about you, Valdez? Did anything um, jump out? It, it actually it makes all the sense in the world how he got the job because I think he interviews very well. Yeah, he's very personable for sure. Very nice, actually. And I, you know what I like is I get the impression he doesn't like golf. I don't want my coach. I, I don't. I don't want my coach. I, I, I kind of don't want guy. my coach playing golf. Yeah, because of his musical taste. Why do you decide? I don't know. He just doesn't. Look, he doesn't look like a golfer. Well, put it this way: whatever Ron likes, we don't want. Yeah, he I, he seems like the complete opposite of Ron, right, which is right, yeah. the the best thing you need. Yeah. Right. They're probably actually pretty simple. That's why like, I wanted guys them. who played then wanted to coach. Dude, just that's why I wanted them. Get get ready to get your Jaden Daniels. Get uh, those jerseys. jerseys. Pre order. <laughs> yeah, pre order your yeah, jersey. Pre order your Jaden. Hey, Daniels. what number? What number you think Jaden's gonna wear? What does he wear in college? What do you wear? 11? I'm bad with numbers. I don't I'm, know. I'm bad with that too. Wasn't Wait, tell five. What did I, he wear? I thought it was nine. <laughs> I know. I, I have 11. no idea what number <laughs> no he idea. wears. Hold up, I can watch it right now. Uh, <laughs> five. five. Isn't it five? five. Five, yeah. Yeah, five. that's Heath Schuler though, right? That don't, is Heath I'd stay away from five. Is there anybody? Is there any five? What's Tressway? I don't know numbers. He's three. I don't, I'm terrible with numbers. Here's a, here's a tweet. No, Look, a tweet because I, I put up the word association in the six. He said, yeah. Terry McLaurin, <laughs> explosive. <laughs> Jonathan Allen, dominant. dominant. Sam Howell, tough. That's kind of like, you know, no, but give I, the guy I would a compliment. Use that He's tough. But. I would use that too. And he did. He did say he didn't rule out Sam Howell starting. Oh, right. He had to say the right thing. <laughs> I had to say that. Uh, Caleb DC, Drake May, athletic. And then game changer for Jaden Daniels. He saw uh, he saw Raheem uh, Morris scorching Desmond Ritter. He said, yeah, "I'm not going to do yeah. that, Sam Howell." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I will I will say I need I, I need to do an apology. Yeah, because usually usually when JP does the word association, I know you when J, I know when the word association is coming, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and uh, usually when he does it, because it's awkward. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. awkward. Yeah, just because I they saw does, you guys get a little animated behind the just glass. Because, just, start. Well, I think I bet I bet, I bet Drab a dollar that he, JP was going to do it okay. for the yeah, Dan yeah. Quinn interview. Yeah. <laughs> um, and usually it's just it's awkward because they don't know it's coming. And but it, I, I tell you what, it was probably the the biggest nugget was game changer. Game changer it came from came from word for me uh, mm-hmm. association. Absolutely, if he had said wrong. game changer about Drake May. We, then yeah, you'd be you'd have the yeah, you you would have been selling bag. your shares on Jaden. Yeah. Look, he's going to be complimentary towards everyone, although DC, DC is whatever couldn't have been <laughs> like a more neutral nothing statement. Yeah, nothing. Now burgers. maybe that's just trying to to throw us off the scent. Correct. I guess that's possible. Well, but that, I, you know what I would like? Nothing descriptive. I, I disagree. It could mean he's DC through and through. I'm excited. I'm excited about that guy. Well, here's when you're going to know. If you I hear disagree. that the, the Commanders are moving up to number one, you know that they're going up for Caleb I, Williams because they don't need to trade up. 
to number one to go get the game changer in Jaden Daniels. I, I actually wish we could go back in time and re-ask the question in different yeah. order and see what kind of answers he would have. Who would you want to ask first? Jane Daniels. To see if he would have said game changer first. Or if he just and says, we, yeah. Or if he because just he says was, athletic. Yeah, or if he says he, athletic. He was he was not just right off. Yeah, you know, he, he was, was thinking, thinking for two, so he was two thinking, and a half, He probably seconds. was thinking of ramifications. Yeah, like, huh. You know. <laughs> I don't put my foot in my mouth here. Yeah. He was doing a cost-benefit analysis. Yeah. Live on air. What kind of info am I giving away? Hmm. Let's see if but all, dude, all... Game changer? Maybe he's just trying to draw up draft interest. Let's see if all the mock drafts have Daniels Dan, Dan. going to two after today. <laughs> Because you got May, most of game them. changer is the. It's probably the best word you want for a guy you're drafting it to. Game changer. <laughs> Although he was, he was. Was he going to say he, game manager? He was. He was hesitant. No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, maybe he was going. Maybe he was going to. What was going on there? Maybe, maybe he was going to yeah. say game manager, and he was, and he knew he was going to put his foot in his mouth, and so he had to call an audible quickly. I mean, no one would describe him as a game manager. No. Game no. changer. Mm. It, it sounds like he's about to say manager. Mm. Yeah. Changer. <laughs> game changer. I think I'm on That's radio. just his thinking mode. <laughs> I, think I think he was going to say game changer, but he didn't want to sound too excited, so he slowed himself down. Man, changer. <laughs> game changer. Dude, game changer. <laughs> Maybe he's going to say gamer. I'm convinced he's <laughs> yeah, all in yeah, on gamer. They're sized for Jaden Daniels. I'm right with you. I don't know what that is, though. That's called, was. It's called oh. a towel in the poker world. Hey, it's Peters. That's <laughs> what that is. is. Who was the one that was asked about, like, attributes you're looking for a quarterback, and they said uh, deep ball? And I think Jaden Daniels. I think that was Quinn. I'm 99% was, was sure Quinn? Quinn said that, yeah. Okay. Someone, I think I heard it on Kime Show. Jaden Daniels had 27 deep ball touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Most people say he's the best deep ball thrower in the draft. Even the Correct. dunk we had on so yesterday. I mean, if you're doing the math here, this is, all is, signs the, is are Daniels the, the guy? Math. Daniels mm-hmm. might the be the guy. The game changer throws game the ball changer. to the explosive Terry McLaurin. <laughs> <laughs> and he said he wants to attack vertically. Yeah. I think, horizontal. I think I could be on an island. They need to upgrade a receiver. I would add. I, would love I think McLaurin is good. He's not a num- He's not a true he's number a one. Number two. He's a out. perfect number two. Dotson obviously he slipped a little bit. He could be a good three. I don't like McLaurin one. Dotson two. I don't like that. I need more explosiveness on the I'm outside. I'm pretty much with you. That's fine. I think they can maybe. Move I don't know up. if they're looking at that in free agency. Maybe right. they are. Maybe they're not. But well, I they think- can look for it in the draft. The two spots yeah. everybody said. I think Quinn or no. I'm getting these guys confused. Peter said this yesterday at the podium. He wasn't going to give much. Yeah. And he wasn't going to talk negative about positions, but he says everyone basically universally says receiver and O-line. That's what this draft is. He didn't actually say quarterback. Yeah. He said receiver and O-line is kind of universally accepted as the two strongest position groups in this draft. Yeah, because looking at the free agent crop of wideouts, you got Mike Evans. looks like he's going to return to Tampa. Odell Beckham, he's 31. Are you really going to sign him? And Curtis Samuel, who's already here. Like those are like your top three free agent wideouts. Yeah, yeah. I just think point. they need to upgrade. There's not a lot out there. You need well, you need more guys. Calvin Ridley to. is available though. The, the 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 cat is out of the bag. The skins <laughs> are going to draft Jaden Daniels. <laughs> I certainly would not be but shocked. It, All right. In fact, 
That's what February I expect. February 28th, at 718, EB declares, the junks declare. <laughs> I'm with you. That the uh, commanders are going to draft Jaden Daniels. I don't know. I'm Jason's out on that. I know I'm not out on it. I just, I'm in. I'm not buying by, into by, it. By the way, I've been on Jaden Daniels for two weeks now. You saw me turn. <laughs> okay, here comes the backpack. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Is it not true? Dude. Is it not true? It's Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Not hard to jock a guy that won the Heisman well, and he just hey, lit up the world. Well, no, it's funny. He never sees the guy play in college. Didn't know who he was, and he watches him on a highlight and go, that's my guy. Well, what else that's am I my... supposed to do? Watch him in college. Why, who cares? Maybe who cares? Just just gonna watch all I LSU need is to watch Ole a few videos hey. that I can evaluate. Hey, this is a... Um... <clears throat> this is an indictment on your people reading skills because you're because you're taking what Dan Quinn said with game changer and you're using it to forecast yeah. the number two pick. So this is really why is that an indictment? Because on you're Mike? because no. you're, you're reading him. You're you reading mean, his, it's not an indictment. Yeah, no, 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 words. No, indictments <laughs> are the correct word. It's an indictment on your people reading skills. No, no, no. indictment would be if he if, misses if he it, if he's right. wrong. So what you're wrong. saying is it's kind of a test. Yeah, it's a test. There you go. Fine. It's a test of your people. Yeah, if he takes Daniels. I would agree with that. You, I would agree with that. I, mean, I think it's probably a 50-50 shot because you're either taking May or Daniels, right? You're probably not taking anybody else at two. He's not taking the guy that's athletic. Right, but I'm saying. so. That's such a, a non-compliment. Such a lame. I mean, you yeah. know what? Uh, Valdez is athletic. <laughs> right. <laughs> he, he, that's not a description. Totally agree with you. you know, I, got, I got three no, athletic don't kids. Don't trap They're not drafting them either. <clears throat> I, I mean. We'll see. That's That was a lame descriptor. That was a nothing <laughs> game. Now, Changer was big. DC, he didn't even name a physical attribute that Caleb Williams had. Game changer. Yeah. Game, game changer is the best descriptor you could give. Hey, that might what be if- the, the newest T-shirt on thefanshop.com. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Coming up later this hour at 745, give you a chance to win some tickets to go see Luke Bryan at Jiffy Lube Live. here on the- This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Junkies. Welcome back. Junkies come to you live on 106.7 The Fan <clears throat> and the Team 980 in the DMV. 910 The Fan, 105.1 FM in Richmond. And we're streaming live on the Odyssey app. We have the head coach of the Washington Capitals joining us at 9. Mm-hmm. It's pretty amazing. Like we, <clears throat> I don't think about it that often, but we started with the cable access show, then moved to weekends, and we used to book our own guests back then the dark days and if we got steve politi on the show we were size no yeah. shot at him but he was like was he charlotte observer or something like that mm-hmm. he was a co- was a college uh, hoops guy right or you booked your buddy who had like a draft report <clears throat> visionaries nba what was his name terrence terrence 
Williams, maybe? You're not, clearly not buddies with him anymore. Oh, I haven't like, talked to, I probably haven't talked to him in 20 years. And like today, we're having the head coaches of it, two of the coach, big four teams head here. Head coach Wednesday. Yeah. I like it. It's awesome. So, Coach Carberry joins us at nine. Tough loss for them last night. And but by they, the way, getting back to Quinn for one second, he mm-hmm. took 25 minutes out of his day, the beginning of his day, to talk to us. He probably wouldn't hang up 10 yeah. minutes in. Very but, nice yeah. of him to do I'm that. I'm sure he didn't so want to do it. But. Thank you again. And hopefully we get him on again. But. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, so what do you guys think about our new quarterback, Jaden Daniels? <laughs> a lot of people are tweeting us and agree with us, EB. I mean, that, that, that was my I blink. know he paused when he said game, but maybe he didn't want to quite give it away. But there's a, literally a 0% chance he would describe Jaden Daniels as a game manager. There's literally no, it doesn't, there's no it way. It doesn't make sense. So it was game changer all the way. He just probably was like, well, I'm probably giving away a little game bit too much. Game changer or bust. But I and mean, he's not making the pick, like you said. Adam Peters Adam is Peters ultimately is doing it. making the pick. He's going to have input. But yeah. you, you got to imagine he's going to stand on a table for somebody. He's going to be in Peters' ears. Well, that's why I said. That's a game changer. He's going to have input. Him. Kingsbury's going to have input. They're all going to have input. And, and, and look, Kingsbury's worked with super talented guys like Kyler and I don't know, man. Caleb. It's not a stretch. The guy won the Heisman. His statistics were absurd. Really, the only knock you hear about him Frame. is frame the hits that he takes in his frame mm-hmm. and i have those concerns now the the counter to that is every time he got rocked he got up hey he played a whole season so, in the sec yeah just teach the kids he is slide. somebody too did he ever like play for, baseball for people that are praising him he's gotten better each year like one of the knocks against drake may is he actually got worse this year mm-hmm and people will make excuses. Well, his receivers weren't as good, different offense coordinator, whatever. But statistically, he got worse. Drake Ooh. May in completion percentage, in interceptions. Well, he's, he had a bomb year. I mean, and he ran for eleven hundred yards and a bunch of touchdowns. I mean, he's a definitely a dual threat. Draft? Did he wear number five at Arizona State? I think so. Yeah, why yeah. don't you have a Jaden Daniels uh, Sun Devils jersey, Drab? Because he didn't like him there. What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, he was fine, but he stabbed us in the back and left. Uh, in turmoil. Betrayal. I'm actually down on Jaden Daniels <laughs> because of it. Was he recruited by Herb Edwards? Yeah. You now, that might have something to do with why he wasn't he was probably very paid. good there. Right. <laughs> why he didn't blossom? Yeah. Well, all I know is that's who they're drafting. <laughs> well, let's hear what Adam Peters said about Sam Howell yesterday because a lot of people yeah. were interpreting let's, that. I want to hear from the Howlers. As well. Here's Adam Peters, the new GM of your Washington Commanders, at the Combine speaking about Sam Howell. We played the position. We really thought that he could really fit in well with our scheme. And, and uh, if we thought he was that good, we probably wouldn't have waited until the last <laughs> pick. But, uh, no, we, we liked him that much. And, um now, now I got to find a new quarterback. <laughs> so he actually was talking about Brock Purdy there, and I mentioned Sam Howell because when you say you got to find another quarterback, that means they don't really believe in Sam Howell. Well, anybody who actually thought that they, they, they were going to give Sam Howell the starting job, you're delusional. Yeah, you're actually an insane person. There were, and there, there are I, people out there that that do believe that. Sure, I think there's probably this might be a high ball at this point, but. 20% to 25% of our listeners believe they shouldn't go quarterback number two, that they should build the team up. Right. And they're willing to go with Sam Howell, give him another shot. I don't think it's necessarily that they absolutely 100% believe in Sam Howell, but they believe they need to build up the offensive line and build up the team 
and then get the quarterback. I will and never in the meantime, agree with those people. Use Sam Howell, and then maybe Sam Howell will be the guy. We've talked about it a billion times. They're not going to do that. You especially don't do They're it when not. you when you hold the number two pick in the draft. Yes, that would be asinine. Another thing you don't that, do it when you've got game changers available. <laughs> that's right. Correct. Another thing though that people talk about is: is it worth it if you love somebody? To jump up one draft choice from number two to number one, would you give them a huge haul just to get your guy? Here's what the Bills GM said about their decision to go grab Josh Allen. I mean, we got criticized a little bit for how much we gave up for Josh. And I'm like, well, if he doesn't work out, I'm not going to be here anyway. And if he does work out, nobody's going to give a <laughs> I mean, it's nothing but, nothing but upside for him. So hmm. let's say... All right, I know we're having fun with Game Changer, but let's say that they truly love, maybe he is a good poker player, Cakes, mm-hmm. and they truly love Caleb Williams. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he just says DC because it's where he's from. Right. But they love him. He couldn't think of anything else. Are to you say. okay with giving up a first round pick next year as well as swapping picks this year and maybe some other? Uh, pieces like a Jonathan if Allen if to have, go get Caleb Williams. If you that's have who you Williams love. Graded much higher than Daniels and or May. Yes, if it's close and they're comparable, then no, it doesn't make any sense to give up precious draft capital to move up just one spot. Yeah. Plus, I think the Bears are going to have better offers from later teams because they're going to have to pay more to go from eight or ten or twelve to one. Then the commanders would hear what Ryan Pohl said yesterday when he was asked about trading Justin Fields. Yep. He said, I'm going to, we have to do, what did he, what was his exact quote? Um, Do him right. Right. Do right by him. Do right by him. Yeah. He wouldn't be, they're trading Justin Daniels. I mean, uh, Justin Fields. Yeah. They're going to draft a quarterback. So the question is, how much do they love Caleb? Mm -hmm. Or maybe they love Jaden Daniels like Dan Quinn does. Yeah. Cakes, what if. I know that you're assuming they can get a better haul from other teams, Mm -hmm. but what if the Bears have decided, well, we don't want to go down to number 12. Like, let's say number 12 wants to give them the world like Mike Ditka did years ago so they could trade up for Ricky Williams, right? Mm -hmm. And it's an amazing haul, but they don't want to move on from Justin Fields unless they get Jaden Daniels or Drake Oh, that's fine. I'll still do business with them. So that's where maybe they call Washington and say, hey, we're getting calls from Atlanta. We're getting calls from Denver. They're off in the rest of the world, okay? But we don't want to slide down mm-hmm. that well, far in the draft. We just Peters, want to swap picks. If I'm Peters, I say, okay, that's fine. I'll deal with you, but I'm not giving you the haul that the Broncos would have to give you. I'm not giving you what the Falcons, who are currently sitting at number eight, are going to give you. Because mm-hmm. those guys have to, to vault up seven or ten or eleven spots. Oh, all I have to move up is one. I, I play hardball with polls and say, you can pick whoever you want. I'm going to get the guy I want to hit, too, because I've got the game changer, Jaden Daniels, sitting there at number two. Bottom line is you have to get it right. Adam Peters has yes. to get it right. Dan Quinn has to get it. it right. Because otherwise, you were done in this league. Raheem Morris talked about this yesterday. Maybe he shouldn't have said it this way, but he was asked about their quarterback situation in Atlanta. Here's Raheem Morris, the new head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. The elephant in the room in Atlanta, right? Who's going to be our next quarterback? And obviously, the ways we're going to be able to go about it is the ways we've been saying the whole time, right? It's either going to be free agency, there's going to be something that goes down within the college draft, or we're going to have a chance to trade for someone, right? And those are your major avenues of being given. Now, what do we have, right? 
we have money to be able to go buy a quarterback. We have draft capital to be able to go pick one and potentially move up or back or stay put in order to make those things happen. And you still got those trade markets because people want to do things um, in trade, right? So, like, the collaboration between myself, Terry, and this plethora of quarterback committee that I put together on our staff, uh, we'll go through that. And we'll have that tedious, timely period um, that we can go through these moments and find a way um, to get the best person for us to win championships. All right, so- Mm-hmm. Well, that that wasn't the part though where he said, I don't For know if it was after or before, and he was like asked about the quarterbacks they have, basically Desmond Ritter, mm-hmm. and he said, paraphrasing, well if they had gotten that right, I wouldn't be here right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to kick a guy when he's down. That's kind of what he was doing. Yes. But, I mean, you can have a little more tact than that, but. Look, that's the way he chose to answer But you know what? Everyone knew. He, he, he doesn't have to say it. No, you know that's yeah, the case. You know, you know they're moving on. They have to improve in that spot. I mean, there are one, two, three, four, five. There are about seven teams in the top 13 in the draft that are that need quarterbacks, right. I think. So, I mean, there's going to be some movement. There just is. There's going to be some teams. Now, maybe one or two of those teams are, are signing a Kirk Cousins type mm-hmm. or trading for fields. But there are seven teams based on the, the current draft order out of the top 13 that I think are quarterback hungry. EB, you're a Commanders fan. Mm-hmm. If you found out, I'm going to give you two scenarios, mm-hmm. okay? I want to <clears throat> tell me how you would feel. Commanders in. They draft Drake May. How would you feel? Uh, He's not going to be as excited. Moderately enthused. Okay. If they trade for Justin Fields. Oh. I would put that in kind of in the same category, just because he he is explosive. You're all in on Jaden now. Oh, <laughs> I, yeah. I know you, but I have kind of have been yeah. for a while. Yeah, but somebody could sell you on somebody else. I don't think anybody could sell you on anything else at this point. I I, I think it's going to be. <laughs> well, Daniels. wait a minute, Kirk Cousins signing Kirk Cousins. Well, the only thing with Cousins is that's a sure thing. It's not super sexy. But Sir Kirk Cousins versus drafting Jaden Daniels. I think I would rather just roll the dice with Daniels. Yep. He's a game changer, man. <laughs> and if he hits, he's your quarterback for it's a decade. theme of the day. And and here's the thing with the with the Bears. Let's say the Bears are trading Justin Fields as Jason says. Are they going to really trade Jason's Fields for uh, Justin Fields for Jaden when they have very similar skill sets? They they would probably trade the, him the to go for one of the other. The guys. advantage is the clock and the contract. Okay, but um, yeah, it's also the, the downside of the potential miss. Like you you, you already have a higher floor with fields because you know what you got i think not necessarily if they just think Jaden's a better prospect yeah, I mean, they, justin fields yeah, didn't whiff completely justin fields was a, a very good college player and he's yes. had his moments in the nfl right. but he never had the year that Jaden daniels had in college yes he did the last he year i think did. he did he kinda last did, year he kind of did yeah. look at his numbers all right can we bang some of these calls when we come back 806 well i mean are you kind of swayed like at least three of us are? <laughs> that it sure seems like Coach loves him some Jaden Daniels. <laughs> I couldn't think of a least descriptive way to describe Caleb uh, Williams than DC. <laughs> it literally has nothing to do with his attributes. It's the kind of thing Dan Snyder would say. I wonder what he could have said super accurate. Yeah, he could have just said uh, great, dynamic, great. Um, great college player, um, big arm. I mean, he could have said anything. He said, uh, great uh, off script. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he said, DC. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. And by the way, a lot of people think, and have been no, talking about this for the last few weeks, he... that saying DC means, like, we don't want to go through the Chase Young situation again. 
I wouldn't want to. But he also could have said that because he couldn't think of something quick. Right. He just needed to come up with something. Yeah. Well, then that, that, that's another reason to think he's not going to draft him. Because if you can't think of a, a good descriptor about a guy that you love. He came up with the quick answer on Sam Howell. Quick answer on Jonathan Allen. Terry McLaurin. That's well, what proceeded. Well, because he was asked about those guys, I'm sure. He's been asked about Howell a billion times. All right. 800-636-1067. We're also going to give you a chance to win the Luke Bryan tickets coming up shortly. Here on the Junkies. Coming up at 9 o'clock, we'll be joined by the head coach of the Washington Capitals, Spencer Carberry. They lose yesterday 8-3, to but have the Flyers on Friday. That That's is who a, they're chasing. Yeah, I mean, you have to win that game, right? I tend to agree. What's the percentage on playoffs right now? 5.9? Sadly, I looked it up on, I think it's puckmoney.com, 5.9% chance of yeah, qualifying so for the you playoffs. You lose to Philly, and now you're 8 back? You're basically 0%. Yeah. Yeah, then you if start. If they selling. lose on Friday nights, that, that tells time. me they're going to sell if their they, parts. Yeah, if they if they lose to the Flyers, then Brian McClellan <laughs> burning up the phones. To yeah, whoever, whoever wants to buy any pieces. All right, let's go to the phones right now. Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. Talking about the Commanders, the draft, the number two pick, game changer, Jaden Daniels, Dan Quinn. All right, let's go to Jay in Alexandria. Hey Jay, what's up, man? You're on with the Junks. Hey. Hey, guys, what's up? Hey, man. Hey, um, I hope you guys are reading Quinn right. I really do hope it's Jaden Daniels because, I mean, one thing I don't think that is really talked about is the, the strength of schedule, the level of competition. And Jaden Daniels, just being in the SEC, has a, I mean, those stats came up against much harder opponents than uh, Justin Fields or Drake May. And doesn't Drake May kind of remind you of Mitch Trubisky Part 2 when the Bears moved up and drafted him, big athletic quarterback, from UNC, they loved him. They drafted him, and I mean, now look how that panned out. I just, I really hope that the dual step threat with Jaden Daniels, um, they wind up t- going that route because I think that, I mean, he is he is a game changer. Well, we'll see. I mean, yeah, there's certainly similarities in terms of their background with Trubisky, but doesn't mean he's going to be the same player. I mean, he could be better than Trubisky, mm-hmm. but um, it's hard. It's going to be hard to be worse than Mitch yeah. Trubisky. I mean, Trubisky obviously was a big failure at number right. two. I mean, it's. No doubt. So, but just based on the stats, first round quarterbacks, they don't, it's dicey anyway. You know, I mean, Caleb Williams could be dicey. We all three of them could. All three of them could flop. They really could. So let's go to Antoine. But hopefully, it doesn't happen here. Yeah. Baltimore, Antoine, what's up, man? <clears throat> all right, how you guys doing? Good. Okay. Reason the reason why I'm calling is because the word game changer, very powerful, very powerful, means a lot. That says says it right there, and also. D.C. means that he's a good choice for D.C. Athletic, there's 100 basketball players that are athletic but can't shoot. Game changer says it all. And I like what Dan Quinn does and says. So you you, were, you 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 dug the interview. You liked it. And you're yeah. with us. So you think, yeah, I'm, I'm so you think you Caleb is in play changer. with the D.C. descriptor? Yes, the D.C. descriptor means that he is saying that, you know, he would be good for D.C. Mm. But game changer is more powerful, more strong of a, you know, adjective to say that this guy is what we would like to have. Mm-hmm. Game changer. We need a game changer. Everybody needs a game changer. This is Washington. We need to, we need a game changer. I got a buddy that coaches and recruits, and every time he gets somebody, he goes, this kid's a game changer. Oh, that's his, yeah, that's oh, his yeah. mantra. Game changer. It's like Dan Quinn saying, let's get rocking. Yeah. He's a big He's a, fan of rocking. He says the word rock a lot. Let's yes. rock. All right, guys. Yes. You rock on. All right. Mm-hmm. 
Let's go to Andre in Manassas, 800-636-1067. People want to chime in. Andre, what would you think? Hey, guys. Good morning. I love the interview. You know, the funny thing is um, I was not, I'm was i a howl, howler, and um, leading on to this week, I didn't think we should get a quarterback, and I think so now. The, the interviews you guys did Monday with Hodge and the gentleman yesterday, the, the negatives to all these quarterbacks really resonated with me. Having said all that, um, I think if we don't have the luxury to select one of these quarterbacks and have them sit a year, and I think all these quarterbacks have to sit a year, the top three candidates everyone's talking about. Having said that, I think we're at a you know a, a changing point right now. I think everyone's going to realize you know Jaden Williams probably is the best bet. I think you're probably going to hear his name start coming up more, and it wouldn't surprise me if the Bears end up selecting Jaden Daniels. And if that happens, mm. do we as a Commanders fan do we just select the next quarterback, or do we select the player we love if they don't, if they're not um, either Caleb Williams or um, or Drake May? No, they're picking a quarterback yeah. at number two. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not sure which one it is yet. Nobody is, but they're picking a quarterback at the number two spot. Hmm. I, that, that runs me the wrong way, just picking a quarterback just because, particularly if you don't love these guys, man. Well, I mean, we, these, well hold on. I mean, we Caleb Williams, 30, 32 fumbles. I mean, that's you know almost like you know malfeasance if you select a quarterback who has 32 fumbles well, in this Well, how do, we know, how do we know they don't love them? What if they do love one of them? I'm just saying. It, we don't know. I doubt that is true. But they might love now, if they don't love them, then, uh, Andre, I'm with you. If you don't love the guys, okay, then maybe you trade back. Or maybe you go out and look at another option. But I'm guessing they're going to love at least one of them. Another thing they look at, which <clears throat> is hard for us to project, is they look at next year's board, mm-hmm. right? They look at next year, who are the quarterbacks who are going to come out? So they might yeah. be more willing to wait if there were good quarterbacks coming out next year. By most accounts, next year's quarterback class filled with duds. A dud compared to this year. Yeah. There are absolutely no guarantees. I keep going back. Just a couple of years ago, Trevor Lawrence was drafted number one. I guess you say hit. A little bit disappointing this year. Yeah. Zach Wilson, two, bust. Trey, Trey Lance, Lance, three, bust. bust. Then you go down the draft at number 11 was Justin Fields. Big question Jerry's marks. still out. Jerry's number still out. 15. Mac Jones, five quarterbacks drafted in the top 15 in that draft, and you really only have one hit. You can basically say three of them are busts. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the next year, the 2022 draft, there was only one guy drafted in the first round. It was Kenny Pickett. Right. So that was a weaker draft. What they're saying, I don't know whether it's true or not, what they're saying is next year is going to be more like the Kenny Pickett draft. Well, where there can, aren't that many top well, I, I, quarterbacks. But anytime you say, all right, let's wait till next year, I mean, it's, you don't know where you're going to be drafting. Uh, that too. Right. I mean, They have certainty if, as to where they're drafting. They're drafting right at the top. <clears throat> they're at number two. There's only one team picking in front of them. Yeah. Why would you Why would you punt that opportunity away to draft who you think is the best quarterback in a pretty good quarterback you got to take your shot now. Yes. Right. Could it they, blow up in your face? Of course. But you got to yeah, take you your shot. You have to swing yeah. at it. You can't say, all right. We'll just go with Hal and or Brissett or just you know another, what? and then wait till next you year. You can't do the Ron bit. Yes. Ron, you can't just you can't do keep that. recycling what Ron was doing. Right. They did Chase Young. We have a whole new They could have drafted here. Justin Herbert. Right. They could have drafted Tua mm-hmm. with that number two pick. They drafted Chase Young. Okay. They had an opportunity to go quarterback. They didn't. Yeah. They can't do it again. No. They're not. No, they will. They're not going to do it. They again. will pick a quarterback at number well, two. Well, look, Adam Peters told you yesterday right. what they're going to do. 
He's, now, and he's not talking he's, about in the fourth round. He said, I need a new quarterback. He's not talking about drafting it or you know going out. And, I don't think he's talking about going out and signing a free agent. He's talking about drafting one. Yeah, he needs to do find another quarterback. Right. He said or, they're not going to spend all their free agency money. He said they're going to build the team through the draft primarily. Those are his exact words. Go to a couple more real quick. Valdez is pointing to the. We're going to make Valdez do something crazy if they don't pick a quarterback at number oh. two. We just haven't figured out what it is quite yet. Remember, Valdez's plan was draft a quarterback in every round. If true. you don't have one, so you know what? So they can the, always do that. The, the more that this more the team merrier. fails at quarterback, the more the credence I give to that I mean, plan. It's not that bad of a plan, is it? It's, if you it, tell me something is the most important, and I'm putting all my eggs in the most yeah. important basket, mm-hmm. doesn't seem that crazy. Except you got to pay them all, and only one of them is going to play. It's all rookie deals. That's the only problem. Rookie deals. Yeah, rookie deals. I got got a a billion dollars in cap space. I can afford it. And then you jettison all the losers (laughs) that don't make the cut. So what? 800-636-1067. Welcome back. Chucky's coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV. 910 The Fan in Richmond, and we're streaming live on the Odyssey app. You can also check us out on the Monumental Sports Network, presented by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junkies. Looking to be their next five-star HVAC technician or plumber? Visit CropMetcalf.com to join their team. Spish, Cakes, EB, and JP. Spencer Carberry, head coach of your Washington Capitals, is going to join us coming up at 9. And for those that missed it, we're going to play some of our interview with Dan Quinn. He joined us at 6.30, coming up at 8.20. So if you missed that at 8.20, um, during one of the breaks, I went back there, and I had told myself, I don't pay, none of us really pay any attention to the cameras in the studio, mm-hmm. but I told myself to improve my posture. I just <laughs> haven't done it. Like, I have this tendency to kind of, like, hunch over well, in front of the mic. It looks, it looks horrible. <laughs> I look like a troll. Like, I, I walked mean, by, and I saw myself in the chart, like, Looking like this I mean, troll. it's something that you have to that you would have to think about every second that you're in here on the air. Maybe Otherwise, I need to cross my legs, which forces me to sit up. I don't, right. I don't know what this solution is. I'm sure I'm hunched over too. My back I look, probably look like I have scoliosis over here. It's probably hmm. the worst. Well, you got the silly chair. I do have a very nice chair. My it's chair does destroy all the other chairs in this room. Mm-hmm. From PVI office furniture, of course. So I saw our boys from OAR. <laughs> yeah. They're going to have Ocean's Calling again, once again, in mm-hmm. Ocean City. And I yep. saw the lineup. Just a bad it's, it's gotten even better. It's Just, a big it's a big dog lineup. So many home runs on that lineup. Yep. I mean, it is ridiculous. All right, give me some of the sillies, Cakes. Well, I mean, just the first day, the Friday, and I don't have the entire list in front of me, but here's what jumps out of me. Blink-182 headlining, mm. and also on that bill, 311, I think Sublime, and this one gets uh, Amy Auville steamed, Sugar Ray on that bill, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it's well, just, and OAR well, the on three, that bill. Well, the three headliners for the Friday, Saturday, Sunday are Blink, The Killers, and, and DMB. Dave, I mean, that's just, I mean, that's it's actually ma- It's a massive I mean, concert. It's, right, it's, here's, it is. It's here's huge. day one yeah. is Blink-182. <clears throat> Cage the elephant. Yeah. They're good. I know Sublime, they're big. Yeah, three eleven. Mm-hmm. OAR. You mentioned Sugar Ray. I don't really know any of the other acts. What are they? The Revivalists. The Darkness. Oh. Larkin Poe. Oh, the dark. You definitely know a song by the Darkness because it was huge when we were at HFS twenty years ago. 
Uh, I believe in a thing called love. I believe was just a smash. That's, all a, that's a smash. That song is a smash. And now, then tonic Philip Phillips. Oh, you know tonic, tonic is silly. I mean tonic, that lineup on Friday makes my pants move. Winona <laughs> Fighter and Vincent Lima. Uh, Winona so, Fighter. I like that. Name. Yeah. I'm assuming this is done by days, right? I mean, so the killers headline day two. Days, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that first one that you did was the Friday. Yeah. This is the Saturday that you're doing the killers headline on I mean, just Saturday. So many haymakers killers are, are throwing just out. massive. And there's some really good acts on day two. So it's the killers, the headliner, but the Offspring, yeah, they've got a bunch of sillies. Mm-hmm. The Beach Boys. Hey, you know what? For for a festival at the beach. Why, why wouldn't you bring out the Beach Boys? And I'm not familiar with Revolution. I don't know that. Uh, Young the Giant, legit. Young that's the a, Giant. That's a good I wish band. they yeah. could only be Ocean City Girls. How about <laughs> this? They're not going to sing that. How about the All-American Rejects? <laughs> I mean, that's so many hits there. Switchfoot. 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 I got size. Did Switchfoot come in studio? Honestly, it almost feels like an so, HFS. Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know some of these other groups. They've got the Hives, Group Love, the Beaches. <clears throat> Tom O'Dell, Trouble Hall, The Samples, and Caitlin Tarver. If, if and I, then, if I were the darkness, I would just go play this song four times in a row and leave the stage. Yeah. And then on Sunday, it is, and this is Sunday, September 29th. Yeah. Yep. Dave Matthews Band. Uh-huh. Gigantic. Counting Crows. Massive. Boys to Men. I mean, that's a curveball, but I like it. Bare naked ladies. You know how many guys are weeping? Is, is there a huge hit, End of the Road? Boys to Men. Um, how many people are going to be in their fields yeah. when they sing that? Oh, on they're, Sunday? They're, they're incredible. Blues Traveler. Oh, John Ooh. Popper. That guy's still uh, alive. Monica. He's still alive. Uh, it's amazing. You know what? There's something in you know small what? print there. It says performing four. Blues Traveler. And then in small print, it's performing, quote, four. So I don't know. I'm, this three day festival is a 15 out of 10. Like, uh, they how about, are killing how about it. Big Head Todd and the Monsters? Love those guys. <laughs> I've heard of them. I don't, I don't know, know much by the them, to head. be honest. I don't have much of a file on them. You've heard them, yeah. I'm sure I've heard, heard something Todd. by them. They also yeah. have uh, Lisa Loeb. Yep. Stay. She'll play Mount Stay Joy. times. <laughs> Definitely going to play it. Jade Bird and Stephen Kellogg. And then OAR does a special set. On Sunday as well. So, yeah, that is a killer lineup. And they've done the, the chef's bit yeah, where they've got acclaimed chefs joining them. So, uh, our boys kicking some butt. Ocean's calling. Congrats on putting that lineup together because that lineup is, I mean, it's just star-studded yeah. Friday through Sunday. Now, we're obviously huge got huge fans of those guys because local and we've known them a long time now. Mm-hmm. But we have nothing to do with this show, right? Like the station no. or anything. We're no. just promoting just it because we're it. fans. Yeah. yeah, maybe go to it. I mean, we met those guys well, almost. Year. It's I, almost twenty-five years now. We met them yeah. in two thousand three. Yeah. What were we gonna say? Last year, Mark unveiled the lineup on our show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cakes. That's how it before it came out. Big yeah. Ed yeah. Todd I Resignation Superman. Right. Oh, here. okay. Well, I've this, definitely this, heard this. Yeah. I mean, this this is a killer lineup. Who is this right here? This is Big Ed Todd. Yeah. I'm small head JP. <laughs> good, good tip in They kind of sound like Emmett swimming a little bit. No, yeah, I, I can see a little bit of that. They're still doing their thing, by the way. I know. Here's they the, do like an annual show at the 930. Club. Here's the problem with the Sunday show. Yeah. It's going against the NFL. 
And so you have to make the commitment. No. Do I want to watch the NFL? If or I, do I want to go to Dave Matthews? One day, yeah. I would go to the Friday show. Yeah. You get Blink. Friday. You get OAR, you, you get Cage, you get Sugar Ray. I mean, that's just huge. <laughs> Friday, Saturday. Saturday is silly. You're sleeping on Saturday. Saturday's very good, too. But I don't know that I'm I'm cut out at this point in my life for two days of festivals. But I would, I would agree. Maybe I could do one. It's tough to miss all of college football Saturday and all of the NFL on Sunday. Right. need a lot watch, of sunblock. Watch me. <laughs> well, yeah, you probably will. You don't care. Yeah, but it's late September. Are you going to? I guess I think you need some sunblock. Yeah, oh, some. The weather will be money. Weather will be Hopefully nice. it'll be better than that first year. With My phone hurricane. is already now showing me Ocean's Calling uh, lineup. Right. I, 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 I'm listening to everything we're doing. Of course it is. Insane. Of course. This is the way of the world. Yeah. Um, I, 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 let me ask you a question. And this is very uh, selfish. Yes. Do, okay. we, do we have to uh, order our tickets like the rest of the donks? I'm yeah, sure you can get on It's a great point you're bringing up. Sure you I mean, can get on the we know people. We, we do. If we were going to go, I'd like to reach out to some people so we did, We don't have to do, like, the pre-sale code or whatever. For, I think the tickets go on sale Thur- Thursday, Thursday at 10 a.m. Yeah. Do you think it's possible we could get a meet and greet with Travis Barker? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know yeah, about yeah. that. But well, Mark, will Mark not. hook us up with some backstage sillies? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean, yeah, uh, but you, even when you're possibly. backstage... We were we were backstage for all the HF Festival stuff. Those those rock stars are so pampered and and protected. Even when you see them like eating, you know, in the in the little yeah, in the hospitality tent. I will They're say not really. I, I will I just, say this. I would, I would like uh, with you. I would like a real bathroom, not a porta potty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will say this. Mark Robert mm-hmm. did offer a backstage meet and greet with someone from last year's. Uh, Ocean's Calling. Okay. For my daughter and her friend. Oh, that's now very they nice. didn't. Now they didn't go. Okay. Oh, you're trying to but, cash in on it now. I see what you're no, doing. No, I'm just saying. I think they would hook that up. <laughs> sure. Do we, do we got to text Mark? Because that's this is beneath Mark is to grovel for tickets. Yeah, just it don't is, bother It him. is groveling. No, I, I bothered him about five minutes after the lineup came oh, out you yesterday. Did. <laughs> oh, really? Shocker, he, he didn't text yeah, me Yeah, no response yet. <laughs> What'd you I mean, say? He's a busy man. I asked him to come on the show to talk about it. Yeah. And he never responded? Yeah, but I'm sure a thousand people were texting him at the I mean, he's just getting. He'll get back. With a lineup like that, he's getting bombarded. Mm-hmm. He has to be. That play, Ocean City. Did, did, you, even, filled, did you even mention dogs. Counting Crows? Yes. Mm-hmm. Bare Naked Ladies C- also on Sunday, C- I believe. CK said that Counting Crows is is um, kind of nubs live because they don't play hits. They do like their own bit. Oh, no. oh they're yeah. above the hits. They're doing yeah. that bad bit. I, I yeah. saw them play live, but it was a long time ago, and they played hits, but that was a long time I mean, ago. I mean, you got you to super serve the masses and play the hits. That's why people are still coming out. Nobody's listening to your new music. I think these artists realize I'm that. sure this is going to be silly right next to Jolly play, Rogers. That'd be like, the killers are going to go up and not play Mr. Brightside. That would be, hey, that would be caused a riot. You could, hey, you I'm going to be, I'm going to be, don- if the killers didn't play this song, I'm going to be donkey kicking so with sized for pop punk and the HFS era. I love it. The only thing that's maybe moving you more is uh, Sydney Sweeney lately. <laughs> Yeah, she's been hot of late. A lot you of got that twinkle talk. in your eye. You know what's yeah. a, a very good, underrated Killers tune is the song, and I'm not sure the title, but it's the song he sings about Buster Douglas beating Tyson. I, I think it's called Douglas Beats Tyson. Or, I don't even know that's a song. Oh, yeah. It's, he has a song. They have a song about that day, that <laughs> night, that I fight. I can tell you something. It's not as good as this one. <laughs> oh, hey, this is a, hey, it's a huge hit. Hey, it's a good song. Will though. you come yeah. down and we'll share Thrasher's Fries together and I'd Donkey Kick? I'm not a big vinegar on my Thrasher's fries guy, but I could I could do it for a day. It's actually just called Old Bay. It's actually just called Tyson versus Douglas yeah. by the yeah. Killers. Yeah. 
I mean, it actually is a good song. Roller coaster there, Valdez. <laughs> oh, we can make just day of it. Be fantastic. The tidal wave. I believe that. Uh, okay. I believe that's the name you know of the, the roller name coaster. Of, yeah. We can, bumper boats. Oh, <laughs> uh, so Hey, cakes. I'll win you a prize. You can walk around with a big stuffed teddy bear. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> we'll make a whole weekend of it. Sounds amazing. Yeah, it's gonna oh, be a so good, good one. for the guys from OAR and Mark Rivera. I mean, that Blicky's that Blicky's gonna sell out. All three days. I know. That's why we it's need to sell out sell in twenty out, minutes. Sell out, sell out. <laughs> I know. That's what I. That's why I need Mark. I need yeah, Mark. we need we need help. We need we need to get hooked up. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, that that's all there is to it. Does Jim Van Stone do Ocean's Calling? <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Do his tentacles? Yeah. Get is it? there a Hennessy suite <laughs> extend all the way out to the eastern shore? That'd be nice. Does he have a Natty Bow suite? Because <laughs> we would take advantage of it. We would take the tickets. My, it, you, nobody cares, but I can't go to the. This is when my daughter is her senior year. I'm not missing. I don't miss anyway, so I won't be able to go because I'll be up at Cornell for sure. But I also miss OAR's show always at Merriweather now because I'm mm. always on vacation now. Ah, it just kind of sucks for me. But nobody they're cares. definitely doing Merriweather again this summer. They always do. Yeah. I know, and it's always a week in my way. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It is what it is, man. <sighs> yeah, it's an incredible <laughs> lineup. And I, I, I always get sites. I tell you, when but, I travel and I'm in a grocery store and I hear OAR all the time. Right. You hear like heaven or peace. or I hear deeper cuts, too. Yeah. It's crazy. They must have some sick deal. But It's a solid revenue stream. It's yeah. the last concert you went to. I went and saw Neck Deep with my daughter and, like and last week. son in That's Baltimore. Right. What about you, Mr. Bishop? You don't go that often. I went to Rom's Head Hold Live. On. Last <laughs> concert I saw? Definitely a heritage act. Had to be an older act. Well, he's going to something this I'm weekend. Going to, I'm going to something Friday. He's excited about it. <laughs> Hold on. I haven't even heard what he's doing Friday. I'm going to a, I already I'm, forgot. I'm going I to a Yacht Rock oh, that's right. cover okay. band concert. Gotcha. And, and props to the good people you know at what? Capital One Hall. You'll have a good time. You'll hear all those ditties. Do they, will they play uh, Africa by Toto? Maybe. I'm going to give you a maybe Isn't on that, that Yacht Rock? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not sure. Right. Maybe it's bordering on Yacht Rock. So you what? can't even remember. I, I can't remember what I had for dinner last night, though. I, I'll come <laughs> up with it. I'll come up with it. What about you? Hmm. Last concert. That's a great question. I don't know, man. I haven't been to a concert in quite a while. I don't know. I yeah. honestly can't think of You one. know what it might have been with me? It might have been One Direction at Raven Stadium. <laughs> M&T Bank yeah. Stadium. You went to the I bank. I think mine was Machine Gun I think Gun that's Kelly. the last yeah. one. Although I've gone to see a couple Latino acts at Capital One, but it might have been Machine Gun Kelly. Well, for, for sure, it's it was probably OAR at Merriweather. Actually, you know what? I know ago. what it was. I know what it was. There's a band called the Aces. It's a, it's an all girls band from Utah. They're actually really good, and I saw them at Wolf Trap. Coming up mm. next, that was, that was probably like five years yeah. ago. If years. you missed it earlier, we're going to play some of our interview with Dan <clears throat> Quinn, new Commanders head coach. Welcome back. Junkies come to you live on 1067 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV. 910 The Fan and 105.1 FM in Richmond, VA. And we are streaming live all across the country on the Odyssey app. You can also watch us on the Monumental Sports Network. Excited to have right now joining us a fellow Seagull, Jason Bishop. Yes, sir. Dan Quinn, head coach of your Washington Uh Commanders. Coach, thanks for joining us this morning. Yeah, man, I'm pumped to be on with you guys, and uh, I I can't wait to get everything rocking here. So how's it going with you guys? 
We're doing right. What is your normal morning routine? Like, when do you typically get up during the season, during the off season? You're early riser. Yeah, I'm an early riser. Sometimes uh, you can get in, get a quick workout, uh, and then just get get rocking on stuff early. So yeah, I, I use those hours in the morning before you know the team arrives uh, to get um, get a jump start, get clear headed on on what you got to get done. So here at the combine um, in the mornings are some of the interviews and that type of thing, and then um, breaks during the day business different people and then you know as the week gets on and workouts and stuff as the week goes it's a little bit different routine uh here in indianapolis too so coach getting to know you a little bit what is in your earbuds when you're doing either your your work out hmm. there at the combine or i've seen videos of you doing the pregame ritual of running and or walking the stadium steps what's the, what's on coach quinn's playlist give us a sampling <laughs> I would, there'd be a lot i would say i am a uh product there's like 90s hip-hop or like some classic rock so there could be some acdc or jovi or white snake going at one day and then on another day uh, like you know old school hip-hop from from my era so uh dougie fresh yeah, that, dougie. that's our era no I mean, we're, we're the same yeah. age so I, I i feel that yeah we have a little side wager going here coach so you were a star at salisbury jason was a young broad, broad. hold on we're told, let, let's not let's not get twisted early on <laughs> all right Oh, you were a stud, no, no doubt. Was, no. But but here's the question. So you were kind of a stud there at Salisbury. Jason was a young broadcasting prodigy. He didn't yep. even know it. Yeah, I was. And he said he interviewed you back in college. How many interviews did you do when you were back <laughs> well, at Salisbury? Well, well, Coach, hold on. First of all, um, I interviewed you because we had one on-campus sports show. And it was called Sports Rap. And it was the on-campus <laughs> right? radio program that you could only listen to on the televisions in the dorm rooms. <laughs> All right, so there was no antenna somewhere where you can catch it on the radio in your cars. But you and uh, I know you remember Ben Hutchins, the quarterback, um, would, you came in a couple times and did interviews on campus with me and another co-host called Sports Rap. And that was 1993. It was a long time ago. Um, yeah, well, I knew they gave you big jobs early, man. That, that's what they do. <laughs> they did. Surprising dudes, you know, they give you big stuff to get everybody rocking. So, uh, yes, of course. Um, like all the media stuff that we did, it was big back at Salisbury back in the day, you know, so no doubt about it. <laughs> did you really, when did you start thinking about coaching? Cause you went from there and then you, I think you went to William and Mary first and had kind of a, a, a like a typical coach <clears throat> kind of worked your way up in college yep. then to the pros. You went back to university of Florida, but when did it click for you? Hey, I think I want to do this for a living. I probably knew early on that's what I wanted to do. Um, you know, coming up, I wanted to to coach and teach. And so I thought uh, coming up like through, you know, youth football and, you know, hockey and baseball and track and field, like there were a lot of coaches that poured into me. And so when I went to college, I majored in education. I was taking you know, elementary ed and, and coach and then get into college to say, you know, to do this full-time and still teach just in a different way was really the way that I went after it. So um, that's when I, you know, got rolling and uh, asked my parents, hey, I need one more year of scholarship because my first year at VMI, I volunteered. <laughs> I mean, that's a win. So uh, they were awesome to, uh, yeah, we can keep keep putting the bill. So I did that for a year at William Mary, and it was a really cool place to start coaching about what good could look like. The guy, um, he retired his years back in Jimmy Laycock, and he was an excellent coach. So, like, my very first runway on the coaching side to saw what good looked like. And, uh, in fact, two of the 
you know, players that were on that team ended up becoming good friends who are now NFL head coaches. That was Mike Tomlin and Sean McDermott. Wow. And so I was just a year older than Mike. So, you know, it comes a, Pick me up, come on, we're going to fraternity parties. Okay, so this coaching gig pretty good, you know. And uh, there, from there, I went to VMI and uh, did that for a year, and then to Hofstra out in Long Island for five years. So, yeah, I did seven years um, in college before uh, going into the NFL. But uh, yeah, I knew um, all along that uh, I loved football, and so I thought if there was a way that I would do that um, to make my living, then coaching would be the way to do it. So yeah, it's, it's haven't looked back, man. It's been. Uh, an awesome football life that I got to lead and uh, it took me around the world, man. It's, it's been a blast. Joined by Dan Quinn, head coach of the Washington Commanders. So when, when you're in those early formative years, did you ever see like off in the distance, you know, like 30 years later, you'd be a two-time NFL head coach. You would have led a team to the Super Bowl. Did you ever see that when you're at those early stops, like William and Mary and VMI, like you touched no, on? No, definitely not. Yeah. When you're uh, taking the film, uh, down to the Roanoke airport, you know, so you could uh, do the film exchange with another college, you know, that you definitely didn't think that. So um, at that point, you know, like the coaching was honestly about the impact and it still is to me, you know, about that you can, you know, have on others and the influence that is. And so that connection, you know, from people from that team, like I said, I still keep up with Mike and Sean, not because they're NFL coaches. I probably would have anyway. There's, you know, certain people that I still kept, you know, still keep up with from William Mary and, same from VMI and Hofstra. And so that's why I got into it. Like, I honestly love being part of a team and that connection with others that you get to do like these incredible things together. Um, that's what pulled at me to want to become a coach. And so all these years later, um, it's still that same energy that makes you want to be part of something, doing it with, with other people. Coach, I don't know how many teams you, you actually interviewed before you took the, the Washington job, but can you, Compare the process, the interview process with Washington, with Adam Peters, and with uh, Josh Harris to 10 years ago when you were um, interviewing for the Atlanta job. Was it pretty much the same, or is it a lot different? No, it was definitely a lot different. Um, I would say, you know, kind of like not one of them is exactly the same. You know, I think that's what's kind of fun about, like, the NFL as well, because not every organization is run exactly the same. Sometimes an owner, you know, might be – you know, they're at the office running things every day to be a part of it. Others are not into that space. And so I would say what was unique about um, the one here is some outside um, consultants that were a really big part of that. And so to get to talk to Bob Myers was really interesting to me because I hadn't known him, um, but I you know, watched from afar through you know Steve Kerr, and I certainly followed Golden State because of Steve. And so I saw their relationship. I saw what that was. So I knew he would have perspective. Um, I'd known Rick Spielman, um, who was on the panel um, and, you know, been close with him for a really long time. He was the, the general manager when I first went to the Miami Dolphins with Nick Saban. And so hearing different perspectives and different questions just from their point of view and then, you know, from Adam, from his side. So I thought what made Washington unique was, there was a lot of experience on that panel and, you know, went deep into questions and staffing and situations. And so um, I really appreciate that because the dialogue was familiar for me. And I think probably the second thing is from, you know, 10 years ago is when you haven't done the job, you don't, you don't really know what, you know, comes across your desk. And uh, so, you know, when you get a second lap at something, you know, it's, you know what to expect, you know, a little bit more, but I was really selective in what I was looking for too. So it just is a, one of those times in your life where you're at the right spot at the right time with the right people. And that's why I was so lit up about um, having the chance to come here. 
Coach, it sounds like you're still in Indianapolis. I don't know if you're going to be there the whole week. I think a lot of coaches can watch the drills from home, whatever, don't necessarily have to be there. Um, are you there to for, like, your people reading skills? I, by the way, I consider myself an elite people reader. It takes me about two seconds. I can, I can measure you. Um, Why are you not here at the Combine? I, dude, you should hire me. Uh, yeah, you, you would take a job as an overpaid consultant. Yeah, you, uh, you should hire me. I'm, I'm a lead at it. In fact, when I, I didn't even need to meet Micah Parsons. All I needed to do was see that guy walk down when they introduced mm-hmm. his name yeah. uh, at the draft. But here's the problem, Coach. He would complain about the travel <laughs> all the time. Not on the private yeah. jetty, would but, but but my positives outweigh my negatives. <laughs> but are are you there, Coach, for that kind of thing to look guys in the eye to get a sense of them, or are you there for other reasons? No, it's definitely the first one. Like, I'm, in my opinion, you have to you have to get the demand before the ball player. Mm-hmm. And if you can do that, you'll have a much better chance to reach the ball player. And that's why having these interviews and you know get in front of guys is important. And this is just one of those touch points. There'll be other times at pro days, and then we have visits that uh, you know we can go. There'll be other calls we can make to them, and then there's others that we can bring. You know. To you know, to Ashburn, you know, on thirty visits, where you get thirty you know players, and that you're allowed to have in, you know, on a one-on-one setting. So, it's a good start to it. But yeah, the most important part from the coaching side for me is getting to know these guys. And sometimes you're right; you just have a good sense, man. This guy's a good fit. I, you know, it confirmed all the things the scouts had said about him. Or mm-hmm. let's say there was an issue or a situation that may have come up, and you got to get to the bottom of it. So not every conversation is exactly the same here because it goes for 20 minutes at a time. And so you sometimes you have to spend more time on one topic and then you can watch a little bit of football video to, you know, there's some cut-ups that we make that they mm-hmm. can watch and explain it and detail it. And so in a short time, you're just trying to find some, you know, where they are on their football smarts, where they are, you know, in their drive, you know, what makes them who they are. And uh, then the whole medical side, that's really, and I'm sure you guys know that why the combine started is, for the ability to get physicals, you know, so they didn't have to go from team to team to team to, you know, to, to get physical. So gotcha. um, that's the two big reasons. And then the workout part of it, those were, you know, add-ons at the end, but the, not the main the main purpose for it, for sure. So, Coach, some NFL head coaches skip the scouting combine. You clearly feel like there's value to being there. Is, is there good relationship building going on between you and Adam Peters and the rest of the scouting staff in Indy so far? Yeah, and it is important um, just to, to feel that vibe. I was, you know, Adam and I, we watch, you know, a lot of tape together. We communicate, you know, on a regular basis about a lot of things. But just, you know, this was our first time, you know, being in an interview with a player together. So, like, all these firsts of tape together, going through meetings together, you know. And so seeing him do his thing uh, here has been impressive to watch. Um, and so I'd known that he was good, but it's kind of like, you know, but when you see it in action, you're like, okay, I get it. This, this guy's elite at what he does. And so it's been very cool for me to watch that as well. Talking to the new head coach of the Washington Commanders, Dan Quinn, here on the Junkies. Yesterday, or maybe it was the day before, Adam Peters spoke about drafting Brock Purdy in San Francisco. And I don't know if this was a slip. He said, I'm going to have to find another, another quarterback. And I want to relate that to Sam Howell. Does that mean Sam Howell doesn't have a shot to start this year? No, I think you're definitely reading into things, <laughs> which is absolutely the job. And I think, uh, you know, like as we're going through, we're, we're absolutely digging on every part of the team and uh, just trying to find 
a competitive edge in every spot, whether that's, you know, wide receiver, DN, you know, O-line, corner, like whatever it is, that's where we're digging on. So, um, but it was, um, you know, when you're talking about a player like, like Brock, there's value all over. And so that's really what it's about to say, it might be the next Brock Purdy at a different position. It's like, how did this guy go to be a, you know, a seventh round pick to, you know, being a, you know, a, this wide receiver that, you know, exploded in the league. And so those things are kind of what makes the scouting circle fun because why didn't everybody else see what you saw? And so, um, you know, as you're going through, I think it, it really just applies to everybody. But no, I've, we've had, uh, you know, already conversations with Sam and uh, tough, progressive player. Like, you know, for me, I've had a chance to compete against uh, the team, you know, over the last few years. Um, saw firsthand um, how talented he is. Yeah, I think a lot of it is fit, actually, right? It could explain why some guys hit and where they hit, that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, obviously when you were hired here, everybody talked about your leadership and, and being a leader of men and that kind of thing. But also, I mean, elite defensive guy. Um, we saw firsthand what you did with that Dallas defense. Um, clearly, we've already talked about him. I think everybody probably asked you about Micah. Micah is a unicorn as far as I'm concerned, right? This guy's a freak. Um, I'm, I'm intrigued not only in your leadership style, but how, how you're going to mold this defense. And some of the guys mocked me. Some of our listeners mocked me, but we got a, we got a player here whose measurables aren't that dissimilar in some areas. They're actually better in in our young linebacker who hasn't produced anywhere near Micah. And that's Jamin Davis. And a lot of times, like we'll go back to that fit thing. Sometimes do you see a way that you can get more production out of a guy like Jamin Davis, who's got measurables and athletic skill that hasn't necessarily quite translated yet? I think that's the, the whole key to this, isn't it? And so when you come into a spot like this, you want to get all the tape, all the cut-ups on right. the players to find out what makes them unique. And so finding for a guy like Jamin to say, okay, can I see all of his blitzes and rushes, you know, from his time here and even from Kentucky, so I can see what does that look like for him going forward. What is the burst? Can we teach him, you know, hand usage if the burst and the acceleration is right? So you're exactly right to find, you know, basically what is somebody's superpower and then how do you get to go feature it? Because it doesn't have to be one size fits all. And if there's some things that somebody can do better than anybody else, then you try to make sure you feature that player in that, whether it's whatever the skill set is. And so um, basketball has definitely influenced me on that. If a guy is a catch-and-shoot player, like you put him on the perimeter and you, you know, get op- you know, options for him to go take those shots, it's no different in football. Somebody's excellent at guarding a tight end. If there's somebody who's got unique rush ability, if there's a unique blitzer, if there's a wide receiver that can really carry the ball and do things you know, from the backfield, if there's a running back that can split out wide to do stuff, if there's a, a quarterback that can use his legs – uh, to be a dual threat, like you feature that player in the things that they do great. So that's the kind of the secret sauce to me is finding on our own team unique traits and the same thing here in the draft to make sure that's how we do it. But when I look at the roster, I, it, from afar and just being naive, I don't see a lot because they haven't produced. But do you see kind of some gems here where you feel like you could put these guys in a different position and get more out of them? Do you see – more than just like one or two guys that you think you could really get more out of that are currently on your roster. And that's, yeah, that's the key that you want to do to find, you know, the players to say, 
okay, what if this position change happened? You know, like, and so we we're using the, you know, the example of playing man to man. So that's a pretty easy one to see what happened when the player was targeted. Mm-hmm. And so like when you're talking about man to man plays, you can literally check those plays and say, Hey, this guy's really good at, you know, guarding a running back or he's really strong playing into the slot. And, you know, the same thing as a, you know, like a wide receiver, like I said, who, you know, what does it happen when he, you know, carries the ball or, you know, runs screens. So I am looking at that and I have found, um, you know, some things <laughs> into players to say, let's see if we can feature this over and over and over again. And then the other part is like, you also have to develop it because sometimes you'll try it and say, you know what, that's not the right thing. Let's keep going. So the off season and training camp is some time to explore that with players, both who are here and who will be new to the roster and not all of those changes work out, but a lot of them do. And then mm. once we know that, hey, man, this is what we're going to ask you to do, and that's when the roles start to do and say, if you can do this one thing you know, better than anybody else, that's how we're going to feature you here. And uh, it's been successful when we were able to find the guys that can do that. Talking to uh, Commander's head coach Dan Quinn. I used to hang out at Shelly's Circle Bar with Dan Quinn <laughs> back in 1992, 93. Now that is probably an accurate yeah. Uh, fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd go. You'd be playing pool in that pool hall. Um, I wanted to ask you about the coaching staff and like the hiring process for going out and getting the staff together. And one of the knocks, yep. one of the knocks on Coach Rivera, Coach, was um, he hired a lot of guys that didn't have a lot of experience. You kind of flipped the script. You went out and got a lot of experienced guys, including guys who have been head coaches, like Kingsbury, like Cliff Kingsbury, and. Um, Anthony, and Lynn. Anthony Lynn. So you went out, and, you know, Ken Norton Jr., the Johnsons, a lot of experienced guys. You knew Joe Witt, obviously, from Dallas. But specifically with Kingsbury, um, we talked a lot about him when you guys were, were looking for an OC. And um, I thought he did a pretty good job when he was a head coach. His offense got better in Arizona, but obviously it didn't work out for him as a head, head coach. But can you explain maybe the similarities, if you see any, between Kingsbury and when you hired Kyle Shanahan as your OC in Atlanta? Well, I'd say the first, you know, I can easy answer because the first part, there is similarities about why um, Kyle was there to say this was a person that could attack the, the entire field. So it's horizontally with wide zone run games, screens, and perimeter stuff, and then downfield shots where you could really extend and then explode on the whole field. So that's where it all started and the similarities between those two. I think as an offensive coordinator, you better know how to attack. And uh, that includes the run game. That includes all parts of it. So when you can do that, uh, that's to me where it's the, you know, the tough teams to defend. And then as far as Cliff goes, the other part that, that does light me up, you know, he has, you know, sat in the seat. He can see behind some of the corners that, uh, that could be coming up. And it also, one thing that I know he's excited about is, it also frees you up to absolutely go for it. So, you know, becoming a head coach in, um, in the NFL is hard and adding play calling to that, um, you know, like those are really challenging things. So I know he's absolutely um, lit up about just calling the plays and being in the offense and doing that and not all the other things that go into being a head coach and merging the offense, the defense, the special teams, you know, the messaging, all of that that has to take place as a head coach. So, uh, the best version of him is absolutely right here with us right now. And so we're really fired up to get rocking with him too. Coach, do you think he'll be a booth OC or on the field guy? Or do you, you know even talk about one, that yet? We haven't even hit that yet. And um, okay. it'll, we have enough staff to, to maneuver around on the field and off. And, you know, it depends on the quarterback and, you know, the communication with that. So 
We've done it both in Atlanta. One year Kyle was down, one year was up, but it was better up where you could see it and visit with Matt post, you know, series compared to, you know, on the field with him. So um, I'll let that play out. And I may even take that into preseason some. Uh, where does it go with Brian, who's here? He's got plenty of experience as well. And, you know, how can we best support Cliff and the quarterbacks uh, with the group that we have? So, um, yeah, we'll work through that, but uh, we haven't made any decisions on that part yet. Coach Quinn, first let me say we really appreciate all the time you're giving us. Thank I you. wanted to see if you're willing to do a quick word association with us, okay? So just first things that pop into your head when I give it, and you don't have to go long on them. Uh, Terry McLaurin. Explosive. Jonathan Allen. Dominant. Sam Howell. Tough. Drake May. Athletic. Caleb Williams. D.C. There you go. Jaden Daniels. Game changer. Oh, I like that answer. (laughs) Good one. (laughs) You guys got yeah, yeah. I got a question for you. When you get down to it, both people, I mean, you obviously you're not going to tell us what you're going to do. Don't expect you to by any stretch. We are not 100 percent accurate, by you guys. <laughs> right, 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 right. But if if you got, let's say you guys lock in at some point on drafting a quarterback, being a being the head coach, and then with Cliff's experience and with Adam, how much it like can you divide up like whose opinion matters the most? Does your opinion matter the most? Does Adam's opinion matter the most, or does Cliff's opinion matter the most? I know it's going to be collaborative. That's an easy one, Adam. Adam is it okay? And and that's based on what? Putting people in the roles of things they kick ass at. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And so him just like evaluate. So you trust his like player eva- evaluation talent like more than anybody. Correct. Wow. Okay, Coach Quinn. This is a very important question. Are you going to be a backwards hat guy as a head coach or a forward hat guy? Because in Dallas, you were a backward hat guy up in the booth. I need to know these things. As a bald guy, a fellow bald guy. I don't know. I guess we got to work that out. Let's see the hat collection first, then we can make a decision. Okay. Would the okay. league let you wear your hat backwards on the sideline? Did they I don't let know. you? Dude, they let Not Belichick sure. look like a bum. <laughs> He's Bill Belichick. He oh, does whatever he yeah. wants. Also, I did not know that you had a Jordan shoe fetish. You... Is that true? He does. Got... Uh, I'm not going to. Fetish. This sounds weird. Okay. So I'm not there. Collection. But, Collection's uh, a better word. Yeah. yeah. I'm definitely down with a collection. And uh, yeah. So um, yeah. Jordan 11s are my thing. So that, that's the ones. How many do you have? Um, probably somewhere between like 700 or 800. That, oh, that's a real <laughs> collection. <laughs> that's a real collection. Does your wife even have any closet no, space? Like, like ten or eleven pairs. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, okay. You threw us for a second there. Oh, okay. I know. I gotta have a little fun on the radio okay. in the morning. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Please yeah, do. Yeah. All right. Well, well, co- Coach. Uh, thanks a lot for the time. Uh, I'll tell you what. Commanders fans are excited. They obviously were very disappointed in, in how everything ended last year. But when you bring in a whole new staff, you know, obviously new owner, new coaching staff, number two pick in the draft, a lot of money to spend in free agency. Commanders fans are pumped. They are, even though they only had four wins last year. But it's like you know, let's flip the script. Let's start over. So they are. Yeah, there's excited. a lot of there's a lot of energy here. You'd be, uh, you know, I was uh, almost overwhelmed the amount of people that that wanted to be part of what's being built here. And uh, that part was really cool as a coach to to feel on the other side of it. And uh, I'm excited to go through this whole process with free agency and the draft and and everything else. We're not going to miss one step along the way. Thank you, coach. We really appreciate it. We hope to get you on again. 
All right. Get after it. All, All right. Thank right, you, buddy. Thanks for the time. There he is. Get after it. He loves Let's Get Rockin'. That is his number one scene. He's like... He's a, he's he's a high energy guy. He certainly yep. is. Yep. He were is. you were you were you surprised that he said that was an easy one? That's it's basically an Adam Peters decision. No, because I can't remember who established it. It might have been I'm trying to remember who came on the show who said when he was in Atlanta. I think mm-hmm. it was Dimitrioff. Mm-hmm. Yes. We had Dimitrioff on the show. He said it was in Atlanta. They actually gave Quinn. I think he called it the all 53 yeah. mm-hmm. where all the decisions it ended with Quinn mm-hmm. and that he learned from that and that he was going to delegate and defer. Mm-hmm. So this time it is GM makes the last call. It sounds like yeah, G- but GM's got- making most of the call. Like it's like largely, this is a largely an Adam Peters decision. Yeah, and, I, and I'm not disputing that. I'm sure he's got a big role in it, but you know, guys like Dan Quinn and Kingsbury have input. Oh yeah. They've got sure. input. And that was one of the traits. He's going to lean on Adam. I'm sure he is. But that was one of the traits that they liked about Quinn, that he actually is a good evaluator. So he'll be talking with him. We'll talk about it throughout the show. 800-636-1067. That was head coach Dan Quinn on the Junkies. All right. A couple things to take care of. Number one. Yep. Right now, we're going to give you a chance to win Luke Bryan tickets. Callers number 10 and 11. You will get two tickets to go see Luke Bryan, Mind of a Country Boy Tour 2024. Hits Jiffy Lube Live on Saturday, June 22nd. Tickets are on sale now for tickets and more event info. Visit thefandc.com slash events, courtesy of Live Nation. So 800-636-1067. Your chance to win tickets to go see Luke Bryan at Jiffy Lube Live. Secondly, we had a little audio slip up there. Very infrequently do we replay anything on this show. Mm-hmm. Okay. But we had Dan Quinn on the show at 6.30. If you want a little radio insider, the 6 o'clock hour is the least listened to hour of the show. Radio insider. So we replayed most of the Dan Quinn interview. Yep. You can always go back and rewind with the Odyssey app, listen to the whole thing, check out the podcast, whatever. We made a big deal earlier about what Dan Quinn said when asked about Jaden Daniels. He said game changer. That jumped out to some of us. Mm -hmm. We had like an instant reaction like, oh, my God, he loves Jaden Daniels Mm -hmm. over Caleb Williams and Drake May. Well, we had an audio skip. So if you listen to it just now, you heard in word association, Terry McLaurin, Jonathan Allen, Sam Howell. Then you heard Drake, Drake May, Man. Caleb Williams, and it skipped to Game Changer. Uh, so if you heard it just now, you would think that he said Game Changer about Caleb Williams. Ooh, that's a big detail. When in fact, he said it about Jaden Daniels. Ah, very good. It's good to clear that up. So what he said about Caleb Williams in word association was. Can we play it again just for people? Or Drake no? May. DC. Athletic. Caleb Williams. D.C. <laughs> there you it's go. Jaden Daniels. Game changer. Oh, I like that answer. <laughs> Good one. So that was the actual audio without the audio skip. All okay. Right. So we cleared that there up. There you go. Good. Good. We're all set. I was just sleeping through that whole thing. Did you actually fall asleep? <laughs> oh, yeah. I had no idea where I was. <laughs> How'd you wake up? Did you set an alarm? The act of God. 
See, this is what happens when you're 54 and on a Tuesday night you go to a whiz game and you drink four cocktails. <laughs> yeah, you come in and you got to get up at 4.15 in the morning. You feel a little bit poopy. Yeah, I mean, I really guess, but I just haven't been sleeping well the last couple of weeks. I've just been going to bed late. like Yeah, well, that too. Day after day. But after I think day. it really is. It's If you were 34, you'd be fine. It's the going at, out of the cocktails, at 50, especially. At that, 54, too. Yeah. You can't really bounce back. I saw this story yesterday. It was the most EB story that I saw of the day. Let's see if he gets the twinkle in his eye. So it's about <laughs> um, a trail. And I know you're not big into trails, but it is near a golf no course. One, no one could be less into trails <laughs> than me. It's a trail near a golf course in uh, Palm Springs. All right. I've been there. And not police this trail. Are confused. It's supposed to be a horse trail. Okay. But apparently it has become the spot for Four. hookups and meetups oh. and public sex. Mm-hmm. And they don't know why or how to stop it. Uh probably has it, great views. Is it like like Right, like regular hookups, like regular sex, or is it like you know how sometimes they have like parks that are known for like <laughs> I don't know how There's to describe it. There's always been a rumor it. that like, like certain rest stops might be like hot spots for gay hookups. Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, There's like, like wasn't it like Roy Rogers Park or something? I that, that I don't like, know. Out in LA, I and that's where like I couldn't tell you. This is the Bud Fuhrer Equestrian Trail near the abandoned Bel Air Greens Golf Course. Sounds, Does that make you sad? Sounds an, like an a, abandoned golf course. And no. <laughs> the lieutenant. Says we believe that people are using a dating hookup apps to arrange meetups there. No, what I'm intrigued by, and it's, I want to do it on the EP. Should I save it for the EP? Is yeah, tease the, it now, save it for the app. Well, there's a super criminal that's getting conjugal visits in prison. Oh, you love, you love conjugal visits. <laughs> I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. It's getting regular sex. So I almost prison. feel like you That's would go to jail tease. for a week good if you could have a EP. conjugal visit. What? I almost feel like you would go to jail for a week no. if you could have a conjugal visit because no, you like love them so much. I feel like basically if you murder someone, you probably shouldn't be, you know, part of you the price be any you benefits. pay. Yeah, you shouldn't be able to get conjugal. Right. He's got three chicks on his list for you, conjugal visits. If you kill somebody. And he's a murderer? He's got a roster? Murderer. Yeah. Really? He's got a roster. Yeah, you should have a pretty well, miserable the, life the women are idiots, obviously. They're going and having sex with a murderer. Yes. But the, huh? So you can do the story if you want. Is this guy ever getting out of prison? Who is? I don't. I mean, he if might. He's actually, a murderer. No. No, he might because he's in a, like a foreign prison. It's a uh, Vandersloot. Oh, oh. oh, he's the the worst. Well, yeah, he's because like the you know what? They don't have. Two uh, I don't yeah. think they have life sentences over there. Is he in Chile? I think he's Where already he? gotten Peru. Now. Peru. I think he's already gotten off on one of I the murders. Have, and now he murdered the other girl. I, I think their max sentences for murder in those countries are. 25 years. Jordan Vandersloot, the guy that married, uh, that murdered Natalie Holloway and another and chick. Else. He rolled her up in a carpet after he murdered her. Um, yeah, he's got three chicks that come in, and he gets regular conjugal visits. Yeah. I, I mean, that's that I, seems I, weird that they would give you that perk. And in, in, I'm sure that a Peruvian prison is one of the well, worst places I think he was in some the of planet. the worst prisons, yeah. Um, I, I guess the old school idea, I think, is to kind of keep the the... The inmates kind of like tame, right? They don't have all this pent up testosterone, but get the evil out of them. I guess I, I don't. And know, And it may man. just be a reward too. Reward incentive for better behavior in the prison. Is I he guess. paying people off? What they should do with him is just throw his jail cell open and let any of the the other 
Inmates take care of Inmates him. The problem is he's a big dude. Who cares? Just send two or three guys in it there at a take, time. Yeah, I think it would take quite a few their, guys. Let them have their way with them. I think it would take quite a few guys to that's take him what, out. That's the conjugal visit he should Do be Do we having. get conjugal visits? I can't remember. In the United States, are there certain states that allow conjugal visits? Because to me, it's just, I, think they're, it. I think there are. Look that one up. It's just crazy to me. You go to prison, you should not be rewarded with buns. That is correct. I, I wholeheartedly uh I just think this. it's the craziest thing ever. This guy's convicted Says murderer. here in the United States. He's, he's basically dating. Conjugal visits occur in only state prisons, not federal prisons. In the early 1990s, 17 states had active conjugal visit programs. As of 2015, so still that's like eight years ago, it says California, New York, Connecticut, and Washington. Are the so, only states that still allow I didn't allow even know them. this detail. He began serving his 28-year sentence. By the way, you only get a 28-year sentence for murdering somebody. That's crazy. Right. In 2012, but was sentenced to an additional 18 years after he was convicted of trafficking cocaine into prison in 2021. He's yeah, because good... one of the girls he was yeah. banging was bringing drugs in. She brought it in. He's a donk. Yeah. I mean, he, He's a complete Can I just execute him, donk. please? He's just... What is he contributing to society? I can tell you. Nothing. He's actually a, a drag on society. Please just push him off the edge of a mountain or let 10 inmates go and just hit him in the head with a, a lead well, pipe. Well, that should have happened years ago. Be it would be a better place. How long has he been in prison? I mean, since 2012. Years? 2012, yeah. All right. Yeah, he sh- that should have happened in 2012. I mean, <laughs> what's crazy is that he had those U.S. charges and he won't have to serve time when he's done there. He'll be free in 2045. 20 years, he'll be out. And how old will he be at that point? He's 36 he'll be like now. 60 something. Yeah, and then he'll murder somebody else when he comes out of prison. Yeah. I mean, odds are. It's crazy. By the way, do you think he's, you think he's turning his life around in prison? No. <laughs> of course he's not. There was, a, there was a big story this weekend too that came out about all the um all the prison prisoners that are having sex with the the guards. Okay. Like I think it was in Kentucky. It probably happens everywhere. I think that yeah, I'm sure. What was it, that big story? A few years but the ago. ugly old lady, yeah, yeah, and they, and they it was like Alabama, and he was shot white or he, something. Yeah, there was a car chase, and he was shot. Remember? I do yeah, remember yeah, yeah. the story. Yeah, yeah. No, she was she maybe allegedly shot. But herself. She wasn't a prison guard. I think she, she just was worked. a prison guard. I just uh, remember you being fascinated the... by the big dong guy, <laughs> right? It was yeah, like yeah. him and some other guy. Yeah, that <laughs> might that might have been a different one. Thirty Kentucky prison guards had sex with inmates in over sixteen months, while yeah. fourteen other guards smuggled in drugs. And they, they had a picture of one of the guards that was having sex with the inmate. Is it a female prison or yeah. a male prison? No, I don't know. It's a guy. I think having sex with it because one of them got pregnant, so it was, it was females with guys. So the guards were females. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the female guard that I saw was a two, <laughs> maybe a one. Not surprised. Put a ten in the prison. Yeah. Oh, prison. Fifteen. Money. Supermodel in the prison. (laughs) All right, got to take a break. We'll switch gears. We'll talk to Capitals head coach Spencer Carberry next here on the Junkies. Welcome back. Junks on 106.7 The Fan, Team 980. Let's head out now to the BetQL guest hotline. Say good morning to head coach of the Washington Capitals, Spencer Carberry. It's brought to you by the Centers for Advanced Orthopedics. More physicians, more locations, more advanced care centered around one thing, you Visit CFAOrtho.com. Good morning, Coach. How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Good morning. Uh, we are did doing you, well. Coach, did you guys fly back after the game last night? I assume you did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. 
He's a little the, short today. You can tell. Oh, right? I can tell. I, know, I, know, I, just, I read. You've been your, on a good run. I read your comments after the game, Coach, when you were talking to the media. Um, yeah. And I said, hold on, I have the quotes here. You said, "We're not gonna, we're not going to flush it." Mm-hmm. There's a lot of structure things we, that we need to get cleaned up. We've played well. That game was a one-off for our group. So, I mean, especially when you have Chuck in, in net. I, I was shocked when I saw the score, and I'm sure you were too. But what what did you mean by all that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it uh, definitely was not a product of Charlie Lindgren. So that's first and foremost. We got um, severely outplayed from minute one to minute 60. So it it um, mm. the score was indicative of the way the game went. Not a not a goaltender. Uh, okay. In the least bit. So. Right. Yeah, I mean the the, the game. The, the, what I mean by the quote is there's a lot of um, there's a lot of things that we'll look at inside of what went on last night and and um, break down and get to work on and talk about and and figure out and correct. Um, and then also keeping in perspective the fact that we have played well. It was a back to back with travel against. For me. And now I think we've almost seen everybody in the league now, maybe other than Winnipeg. I'm trying to think. I think that might be it. Winnipeg might be the only team that we have not seen. Um, Detroit is, personnel-wise, mm-hmm. as talented a team as I've seen this season. Wow. So Eiserman's putting yeah, together something, huh? One of Coach's quotes was, they're as good as any team in the National Hockey League. Wow. Well, I... I from one to twelve forward wise, like they have, I think they. I read a stat last night. They have twelve ten goal scorers on their team, mm. like 12, 12 guys with ten goals or more. And it shows up on the film, like not just last night. Um, they just can make a ton of plays and can score and can skate. Um, from from their forwards and and their back end, so it's it's. Um, yeah, as potent a lineup as as uh, we've played against. Was last night an effort thing, or was Detroit just better and faster at most positions? A little bit of both. Like, it, I don't think our guys, for the most part, efforts there. Like we, we, you could tell. Like we we were not the fresher team um, right. by far. So a team that like us we're not we're not overly quick through our lineup so then it it gets magnified um you know if if we're not fresh and so you're playing against a fast team a skilled team we're not fresh so then it gets multiplied where we can you know if we if we're fresh we we can look okay in those situations and it doesn't become glaring but but last night it was talking to Spencer Carberry head coach of the Washington Capitals who prior to last night had won four of their last five and had points in five straight games. But specifically about last night's game. So you're down four to one. You get a goal to close it to four to two. Then you get a power play opportunity at the end of the second period. How much of a backbreaker was that shorthanded goal going into the third period? Um, what's the best word to say that the most it could possibly be? <laughs> <laughs> Right. I mean that's that. Um, yeah, it's it's crushing to um, because we did work our way sort of back into the game, even yeah. though we weren't playing 
we grab some momentum there for a little bit, and then and then we get that shift right where we we had a couple of good looks on the shift. Lappy had another good scoring chance, takes one to the net. We've got some sustained pressure. We draw the penalty. So so you've you've um, you got a ton of things going your way there, and then then you need your power play to step up and score a goal and get that thing level, and, and it gives you a chance to win the game. Unfortunately, it goes the reverse way, and we give up the shorty, and the game's essentially decided in, in um, that situation. Coach, you mentioned LaPierre. He's making the most of his call-up from Hershey with three goals in his last two outings, and, and you just touched on that you, know, you, you may not have the best overall team speed, but that, that guy has some fresh legs and some speed, and you can tell uh, when he's inserted into the lineup. 1,000%. He, he, um, um, it just sticks out like a sore thumb, and that's how you can, can tell, like, his skating, it looks different, right? It's the same thing with Scarbosa comes up, and now all of a sudden he's, he's got some speed to our lineup, and um, it sticks out. So he's he's uh, done a really good job, and I've liked the way he's played since coming back up. We let him go back down to the American League and, and play for maybe a little bit longer than some people would have thought <clears throat> with calling up some other guys in front of him, but thought it was good for him to go back and get into a rhythm and play a ton of minutes in, in a lot of different situations. And he's come up and um, done real well. And now the challenge for him is to stay consistent with it, right? And that's, for young players, the most difficult part of it. And he, um, But he started the first two games. I've, I've really, really liked his game. Um, and, and the speed has been evident both nights. And you, you mentioned this guy, too. You have to feel good for Michael Scarbosa. He's a lifetime grinder. Not that many NHL opportunities in his career. 76 games in a career spanning nine seasons. You know, for him to have two goals and two assists and just 11 appearances shows when his number is called, he can produce. And, and that that spin and score last night, that thing that was a beauty last night. Yeah, yeah. And I know Scarbs real well. I coached him for three years in Hershey. Um yeah, he's just a pro, and I, I'm real. I'm happy for him because he's he's put so much effort into his career, um, and grinded and played in all these different cities and all these different situations, and been sent down a thousand times. Um, so for him to get these type of opportunities, someone that's familiar with him, being myself and some of the other coaches, and to come into our lineup and play real well and help us win games. Like that's part of it too, is when, when guys come up, if you can find a way and part of this, it's, it's obviously not on one guy, but, but when the team can play well and you're in the lineup and you're, you're a buy, you're a product of that, or you're helping, you're one of the cogs in the machine in that it, it, um, it looks good on you. And it's why he's um, done really well with his, opportunity here we've won a bunch of games he's produced a little bit his um, 200 foot game has been solid like I said his, his speed that he adds to our um, our lineup he he gets one shift or we give him one game on the power play gets a power play assist like he's re- real happy for him and proud of what he's been able to do since being recalled so coach I know you're not going to mention names here um, or like what direction you guys will go in but next Friday is the trade deadline you got Philly, who you need to beat Friday night. Uh, they win last night, uh, six point difference. And you got Arizona on Sunday, so you got home games this weekend, um, and then you've got, of course, the trade deadline next Friday. Is this weekend kind of indicative to what kind of decision making uh, BMAC will make, and in terms of some of the names that could could go in a trade? Yeah, I, 
I mean, I can't speak for Mac, but what I can tell you is if if we play really well, okay, against Philadelphia, if we play really well against Arizona, if we play really well against Pitt, I can only assume that Mac is going to have some confidence that, you know what, maybe maybe we are a playoff team and maybe we don't have to go direction X or not total direction, but maybe we make an adjustment here, an adjustment there, and that's, that's our job as as the players and the coaches is I, I play a role in the, in the GM and and um, conversations and and we talk all the time. But what I like to focus on is is make upper management's decisions, make them think and feel like we got a real good team here and, and we have a shot to be to be a playoff team. And then the decisions that they make from there are are the decisions that they make and you can't control that. But what we can't control is, is what the product looks like on the ice and how confident they are in that group from a management uh, watching game standpoint. So that's what we'll focus on. And um, we will get a really good practice day tomorrow in and then um, be ready for Philly on Friday. Now you guys have had to infuse different players because of injury uh, suspensions for different reasons, retirement, whatever. Uh, recently, you recalled Maurice Nachenko. Do you call him Miro? Yeah, Miro. Yep. All right, Miro. What does he add to the lineup? You were talking about how some guys bring fresh legs. What does he bring? I guess he had 25 points in 47 games with Hershey. Yeah, he's still a really, really young player. Um, so I, I don't put, like, massive expectations. Even, like, L- Lappy's been in – He's been a pro for a few years. He's been in the organization. He knows the guy. Miro's um, brand new to North America, learning the language. <clears throat> so for him coming up, it, it's not really an expectation of what he's going to do on the ice. Yeah, we want him to potentially get into some games and put his best foot forward, but it's more about getting him around the team, around the guys, um, around the coaching staff, practicing with NHL players. And we'll see um, where it goes if he if he gets in the lineup. But we we gave him some games and and we saw him for a little stretch there uh, before Christmas and after the break. And um, again, just a young player that that's going to take some time to develop, and um, that's okay. He's he's still extremely young. Coach, get, getting back to the trade stuff, um, is it possible that let's just say in the next three you get points in all three? You know, you get win win, and hopefully you don't have an overtime loss. But let's just say you get points in all of them. Is it possible that that BMAC could maybe even add pieces, or is that is that crazy? <laughs> He's laughing. Oh, you're laughing. So okay, mm-hmm. that's a stupid question. <laughs> no, I, I I just don't know. Like, I mean, <laughs> is is Mac going to give up a first round pick to add, to to add a guy that's on an expiring deal? No, I, this no. is me guessing. Yeah. I'm going to say no. Right. Um, nothing crazy. He, what, nothing crazy. Yeah, would he maybe add someone that? Um, a veteran player um, for a fifth round pick that helps our lineup right now as we're, you know, going through a lot of injuries in our lineup now has gotten a lot younger with, you know, um, Dubé, Lappy, um, does that, and Miro, and does that maybe happen? Maybe, absolutely. I, I think that's feasible and not unrealistic. But I, I just would say that it's just so hard to like Mac and I could go into it for hours, but at the end of the day, I'm wasting my time. I got to get figured out. I got to figure out 
how to how we fix the things that went on last night and how we best prepare for Philly. And right. then and then hopefully Mac watches that game and he's like, yeah, we do need that player for a fifth round pick or we do not need to move this or whatever it might be. That's sort of where I focus on. So I, I don't spend a ton of time to, to answer your question. I, I just don't know um, even if we rip off three, four in a row, I don't want to tell you, yeah, we're yeah. for sure going to, and then, you know, Mac goes a different, I'm not, I'm not sure. Well, that's a good answer, especially the way it started out with the laughter. <laughs> um, so can you give us a quick update on TJ? Yeah. Uh, Osh has not skated and I, I would just call it a week to week situation. Um, uh, so, so that's all I know at, at this point. If there's any progression to him, you know, getting on the ice and that, um, I, I would I would be able to update you, but but that hasn't taken place yet. All right. All right. Well, best of luck against Philly. We're, I, I've dubbed it the biggest game of the year for the Washington Capitals. I love hyperbole, uh, but we definitely need those two points. So best of luck. This on is like Friday. game seven, Coach, right here. I, I I don't think you're overstating it. It's a um, a very very big 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 game for our team. All right, Definitely. all right, Coach. Best of luck. This Thank Coach you, Spencer buddy. Carberry. He's brought okay, to you by this. Have yep. a great day. All you, right, too, you too, pal. Brought to you by the Centers for Advanced Orthopedics. More physicians, more locations, more advanced care centered around one thing. You visit cfaortho.com. Coming up next, we open up the entertainment page. Don't go anywhere. To our guy, Mike Marr, who already shot me the video slash audio of our word association game with Mm -hmm. Dan Quinn. So I posted that up on our Instagram page. Give us a follow there at Sports Junkies Radio or follow us on Twitter at Junks Radio. And you can interpret it for yourself. I know EB and I and Drab all thought Game Changer stood out big time Definitely on does. James Daniels. 100% chance. I mean, it's does. a pretty powerful word. Yes. So you can check it out, Sports Junkies Radio, on Instagram. Time now for EB's entertainment page. All right, guys. EP, uh, driven by BMW Fairfax. Electric vehicles are all the rage. And of course, my guy Mike Walker is doubling down by doubling your EV credit. If the rebate's $7,500, that means $15,000 in savings. If it's $9,900, they'll just make it $20K. Find out more at BMWFairfax.com. Whatever happened to that tire issue you had? I've texted Mike right now. Oh. You got to make sure we have it in stock. Oh. I'm still driving on a spare. I've been just tired all week. and tired. I can't tell that you're tired. I'm, tired. I'm just tired. Haven't heard either. I can't tell. <laughs> I don't like being tired. What do you want me to tell you? This job is wearing on me. I love the job. Well, I, there's nothing else. Bickle last do. commercial break told me, dude, you you gotta go sit in the um, Hennessy clubs. Hennessy lofts. Lofts. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Take your daughters. And I said I would love to do, it, but I would never do it on a Tuesday night. I'll have it have to be a weekend. Find a Friday or Saturday night because I would be stressing about. Of course, you I would. wouldn't have fun during the middle of the week because I'd be thinking about just getting home. I, I so, understand that on a weekend. Hundred percent. You should do it. I highly recommend it. Pick yep. whenever it floats your boat. Whenever you can do it. Check the sked. Um, all right. So <laughs> we did the Jordan Vandersloot, the conjugal visit story. That one was. We were sitting on that for a day or so. Um, if, you, I, if if you had to be the one to go like press the button for lethal injection yeah. or 
or pull trap door to, for him to just hang, would you yeah. do it? Yes. As I would do it. Yeah. Because I feel like I would be I got doing, no problem. I'd be doing society a favor. I would have no problem on behalf of society. Yeah, you're doing society a solid. Like if he was, if he was convicted and sentenced to death. The pulling the the rip. You could be the executioner. Yeah, you remember yeah. when like when Saddam was in there and sure. they were taunting him <laughs> right. before the floor came out. Yes, I remember. And you know, like in Iraq or whatever, where they do that. Remember, sometimes they would miscalculate. Yeah. The guys' heads would pop. Sure, off. found him in a spotter hole. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tom Brady is in the news. Uh, this is this is such an interesting story to me. Remember when they first separated and Giselle was like vacationing with her jiu-jitsu yes. uh, coach or kids jiu-jitsu I remember, coach, whatever. Yeah. We and all she, thought it was weird. And she said, nah, you know, they just they, they, <laughs> right, just a friend. He's just a friend. Know. He's been my kid. And, Platonic. And, and Tom's people are like, come on. She's so into jiu-jitsu that she has to go on vacation yeah. with her jiu-jitsu She really coach. needs to learn how to flip people if, if while you, she's wearing a white robe. If you really think that, <laughs> she needs I mean, to know the guard out. position, E.B. <laughs> um, but they, they're saying, no, 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 no. Tom is not stupid. Yeah. He realizes that this relationship has probably been going on for years. Mm-hmm. Didn't just all of a sudden uh, develop overnight, right. and all, they're all vacationing she, together. She cares about the martial arts. Right, right. <laughs> I'm sure. Like, I'm sure she's in there. She's probably grappling with the dude. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> There's grappling happening. In a different way. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? She's not wearing any clothes while it's happening. Yeah. Right. Naked jujitsu. jitsu <laughs> yeah. what Drabby does. Well, it just shows, I mean, you can be Tom Brady, the guy who has everything, and you get cheated on. <laughs> <laughs> cheated on or it your has... wife just immediately hooks up with the jiu-jitsu guy? I mean, if Tom Brady can't make a woman happy, <laughs> how's there hope for the rest of us? That's a great question. What do you think? What do you think that means? Is it on him or is it on her? I mean, do you think he? Well, may, someone's. Do you think he's like uh, terrible in the sack? Maybe. Or no, maybe he, no attention. He's gone he's all probably, the time. He's probably. say he probably gave no, no attention. Studying film. Studying film. Yes. <laughs> right. It's grinding. And also, film. she probably wanted him to retire years before he did. Yes, that yeah, was then. that was reported as a big issue. And he said she F wanted him to retire, and he, and he like in a big issue. I mean, we're talking about Jason buying a TV for seven hundred dollars, yeah. whatever right. it was, right? Without his wife's approval, he Biden decided yet. I'm going to punt the family for another season <laughs> Actually, and play more football. It could be an arrangement, right? Because if. If Tom wanted to go play football for another season, mm-hmm. and then Giselle said, well, it's me or football, and if you go play football, i got to find another guy. Mm-hmm. Right. I need some more attention. Yeah, the kids need to be around a father figure. It, it could be an arrangement. And if it's an arrangement, I actually look down on Tom. <laughs> you do? Yeah. I mean, let's her go get poem by another dude? <laughs> I don't know. They say that. Uh... How long were they married? Oh, man. I don't know. Are they officially divorced? 13 years of marriage. Is it official? Um, they filed for divorce in October of 2022. I don't know when it became official. Uh, I guess they finalized it in June of 2023. Um, Tom and this guy, Joaquim, are not friends, but Joaquim is around his kids a lot. So they say Tom has to try to find the good in him. And he does believe he's not a bad guy. So he's just trying to, uh, you know. Not build up a lot of hostility towards him. Is Tom they, still with that model that was on like again, off again? Bradley Cooper's ex, Arena Shyak, or whatever her name is. Yeah, they say on again, off again. Um, Tyree Kill is in the news. Um, he's being sued by an OnlyFans model, <laughs> who I don't know if they were doing some bid or something, but according to the Sue lawsuit, everybody. they they were playing a backyard football game, and they're doing like a skit. 
they were doing something, and she like stuffed him maybe one time. He got pissed off, <laughs> and then he uh, he broke her leg. Oh. That I, sounds pretty serious. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. Well, he just I guess How did on, he the, break her well, leg? on the next rep, he just crushed her. <laughs> crushed oh. her. But she, what's interesting about this is that she's a plus size OnlyFans model. Okay, yeah, she's and a big so girl. She, she she's probably bigger than him. The fact that she says he got upset because I shut him down is, is first off, hilarious that she's, like, covering him. Mm-hmm. Nobody in the NFL can cover the guy. This right. big fatty is. And then she's taking all these sultry OnlyFans photos yeah. with the crutches. Well, she's turning yeah. in. Yeah. She's, like, so. I mean, she's cashing what? in. Yeah. I, I have to applaud Brett many, many years ago. Brett Oliveri, our former mm-hmm. producer, he made this observation, and it's never been truer. He's like, and I'm paraphrasing. Anybody with a like a bandage or a brace or a boot on their their foot, it's not hot. <laughs> just, it's so right. Like every, anytime I see anybody like wielding a crutch or it has like you know like the the bandage that goes around the wrist and around their thumb, the brace right. like for their wrist, I always think of Brett. Sage words from him yeah, from back th- in the day. He said knee braces aren't hot. <laughs> yeah, knee braces. Any sort of brace or anything that, that's like. Helping your body recover, cast, just not hot. Mm-hmm. Even, even, even like athletes. So like, even if you, if Brett saw like a college athlete, I make at an ECU. exception for Livy Dunn. <laughs> Livy Dunn yeah. had a brace on. I, I make an exception. What if she was just wearing yeah, like a sleeve on, on her knee? I think a sleeve is different. Like yeah. a compression sleeve is different than a brace. <laughs> but like an ACL brace, oh, he's ACL out on brace, that. yeah, he's totally out. Yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess I get that. We didn't talk about Wendy Williams, did we? Her yeah, we diagnosis. Did. I think we did. On it. We did. They said it's the same disease Bruce Willis has. Mm. That aphasia. aphasia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that supposedly they said this one's brought on by alcohol, so you might be right. in trouble. Or <laughs> I'm. You're the one who's hungover. <laughs> yeah, I don't drink as much. You're the one who's hungover, bro. Pure as four. I didn't have. I didn't have four old fashions. I'm not hungover. I'm tired. By the way, I did see a clip of a clip of Wendy Williams after <laughs> she's had no tired. sense. And she is, and I, I understand she's dealing with like serious health issues, but mm-hmm. she is mean and nasty in the clips. Who Wendy the, Williams? She's like dealing with like one of her personal assistants, uh-huh. who's like hanging up clothes for her in her closet, and Wendy Williams is just snapping at her and just telling her she's doing it all wrong. And you feel bad for her because you know that she's got like some sort of affliction, but she's. She's still being very rude to her to her assistant, mm-hmm. and her assistant just sits there and takes it. Just takes yeah, what is it, she going to do? Takes it. I mean, there's not much she can do. Like the woman is, you know, dealing with serious health issues. Right. Uh, didn't that, isn't that what they said about Ellen? Didn't Ellen treat all of her yes. assistants yes. like that? Basically, that. ended her career. That, yeah, yeah. Ellen and cakes. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I'm so rude to everybody. Uh. Tyree Kill is actually still in the news. I, I forgot Jeez. to do this part. He, he, I guess he challenged Jake Paul to a fight. Mm. Now, it's kind of funny because, I mean, Tyree Kill is a world-class athlete. Jake Paul is like this YouTuber. Mm-hmm. But uh, Jake Paul says you would get mauled. I think he would get he destroyed probably by would. You think? Yes. Probably. I did see Tyree Kill said that he pounds? boxed when he was young, but yes. you just don't know the extent of it. Well, and Jake Paul's been pretty dedicated now for three or Paul four Paul just years. couldn't catch him in the ring. He would just... <laughs> right, that is true. <laughs> huh. He says, uh, Tyreek, you would get mauled in the ring by me. Lion kills a cheetah every time in a small space. Nowhere to run. Come on, brother. 
Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. One other. He said something about like I offered you eight figures. Who's he talking about here? Did he offer to Tyreek? No. You're the one reading the story. Yeah, well, it's, it's, <laughs> you you try to figure that out. Um, P. Diddy is in the news. <laughs> oh. He uh, is being sued all over the place. Um, there's a there's like an ex producer that says that there's a lot that he was like pressured into like you know how he was alleged to have uh, forced his old girlfriend to maybe have sex with other people and he would or he would watch other people have sex with his mm, old girlfriend. Boyer, now he did. Pr- his producer is saying he was pressured into like having sex for him to watch that okay. kind of thing. Right. And they're also trying to there are a lot, a lot of names that are redacted in this lawsuit and people are suggesting that it looks like if you if you just do a little math mm. that like they said an R&B singer they're they're assuming it's Usher right. and then another rapper Meek Mill have basically accused him of having sex with them. Okay. Mm. I mean, what's going on? There's a lot of accusations getting thrown around. What is going on? I don't on? understand the redacted thing in this lawsuit because it says their names are blocked out, and then it says, like, a number next to it. So it said number five, and you go down to the, to the notes for number five, and it says, a Philadelphia rapper who once dated Nicki Minaj. <laughs> he gets very uncomfortable. Well, everybody the, yeah. knows that's Meek Mill. And then it said the same. It said for the usher one, it said recently performed at the halftime. I didn't know he was from Philly. <laughs> oh, they said <laughs> recently performed at the halftime? Yeah, and had a Vegas race, residency. I know that he's boy. Isn't Meek Mill boys with, like, Robert Kraft? Aren't they tight? Uh, I don't know. I, I think, think so. Yes. Yeah. Put it this way. I have friends that flew with Meek Mill... To the uh, to Vegas. Okay, can't even remember what for. And they woke up in uh, like having breakfast with Robert Kraft. <laughs> it's quite <laughs> a breakfast. Craziest thing ever. <laughs> Robert Kraft opened the door in his pajamas. Right. <laughs> did he have uh, with Meek Mill? Did he have and an all Asian masseuse with him? <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. Did he open the door? I don't think so. By the way, to Naughty clarify what you were wondering about with Tyreek Hill, he didn't offer Tyreek Hill eight figures. The sentence before the offered eight figures is, Tommy, you've been running for a year now. I'm ready anytime. Offered you so eight figures. So who's that, Tommy Fury? Tommy Fury, yeah. whose dad is actually, his uncle, I think, is Tyson Fury. So that's why he said, you and daddy think it's worth more. Okay, bring me the money. His dad is his manager, Tommy Furies. Let me Don't, see. Okay, got bottom line that. is he didn't offer it to, to Cheetah. Yes. I think there was somebody else that followed uh, Jake Paul. Did you see this? No. Like to where he was like training or vacationing. No, he lives in Puerto Rico. He trains in Puerto Rico. Okay. So like I say, wherever he was training or whatever, Uh and the guy challenged him to fight in the street. Oh, really? I did not see that. And I don't. This may surprise you. I don't follow the daily travails of the Paul. Brothers. I don't either, but they get a lot of <laughs> they, attention. I know here they do. They do. Yeah, I think but outside just, of outside of this prison cell where we broadcast from, right. there what they do doesn't affect my life one iota. Cakes, if you ever had a plot to steal someone's girlfriend, hmm. okay, would it he's, ever? He's thought about it. <laughs> yeah, would it ever occur to you? Okay. To secretly dose your buddy with estrogen. Hmm. That is kind of diabolical. So I... To make so them you, less so manly. You, so I you, guess. You fem up the current boyfriend yes. to improve your How chances. did they do this? I don't know. Huh. A band called Lorona fired their singer because he was My secretly La dosing another member with estrogen oh. so he could force a transition and steal his girlfriend. Man, that is... <laughs> 
That's diabolical. Going, that's going the uh, the extra mile. He tried for five months in the hope that it would give him the opportunity to swoop in cakes. Uh, that are crazy. That would not be my tact. No, I don't think <laughs> I, don't I would know do what that. My tact would be, but I would not follow that blueprint. And uh, last but not least, you know we uh, we talked about the Shane Gillis. Uh, the, uh, the Saturday Night Live bit, yeah. and you know, very controversial. Uh, a lot of people were, I guess, were still offended. They got no sense of humor, <laughs> um, but it paid off for him because now Netflix is buying his comedy series, Tires. It's uh, set to premiere in May. Starring you, he'll sell you a tire. Does he have a big fat low profile tire for my silly BMW? He might. Yeah, I would need it. So there you go, Cakes. I entertained you. Yes, tires. Yeah. <laughs> coming up next, FedEx Field is no more. All right, we need to thank Dan Quinn for coming on the show once more. He came on at 6.30 this morning. We replayed most of it at 8.20. But I think we all really dug Dan Quinn. Oh, Hopefully yeah, it's not the last time he comes on the show. Yeah, we probably won't have him again. <laughs> That'll probably be it. <laughs> I can't but imagine. He's great. I mean, we're not going to have a weekly no. segment with him every, every you know during the season mm. sponsored if you, segment. If you missed it, well, that would be awesome. Use the Odyssey app. You can rewind or grab the podcast later in the day. Yeah, make sure you're like I know a lot of people subscribe to the podcast, but subscribe mm-hmm. to it and subscribe to the YouTube. Yep, please yeah. do all of those. YouTube things. page is one hundred six seven. The fan. Mike Marr uh, sent me a clip of our word association game with him, so I put that up on all all our social media platforms. Um, but again, thank you to Dan Quinn. Hopefully it's not the last time we have him on. Uh, a couple things commanders related. FedEx has dropped the naming rights for Commander Stadium two years early. They mm. go. <laughs> they go. That's $15 million of revenue from the deal that the commanders will not receive, at least from FedEx. That's a, that's a big dent. Did they have an out? Million. Did they have an out? They, obviously, they did. I'd imagine they had to pay some form of penalty. To, yeah, maybe. To just bail two years early. Yeah. What that is, I don't know. The agreement was set to expire in 2026. I mentioned the $15 million of revenue. So right now, they don't have a naming rights partner for the Landover Stadium, while, of course, they search for a new home in either D.C., Maryland, or Virginia. As for FedEx Field, the commanders and the Harris Group have been outspoken about improving the experience for fans and players. Today, they announced that the total number of target investments for FedEx Field will be $75 million. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that going to? They say infrastructure improvements. That's very vague. Um, the team says the upgrades will be noticeable from the moment fans enter the parking lots and include faster entry into the stadium, new premium seating options and suite experiences, Hmm. improved food and beverage options and sound system upgrades. Additionally, the stadium will be getting what a spokesperson calls a structural refresh, improving elevators, water mechanical systems and other infrastructure upgrades. How many people said that like some escalators and elevators like haven't worked for years? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't been out to FedEx. Can they use some of that money to go get Mike Evans? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rather they do that. That's from a different pool. Well, that depends. Oh, if they, get, they, oh, okay. need, they need a new uh, stadium sponsor oh, to help with the, the revenue. Mike Evans Stadium. So they say also there's going to be new and upgraded fan spaces, and the team promises improve 
food and drink options throughout the stadium, including drink lanes that allow fans to get back to their seats quickly. What are drink lanes? Not You're, sure. You were in one last night. Also, a parking system. <laughs> I, was, I was in a whole drinking booth. <laughs> yeah. They say they're going to have multiple lanes. A parking system they describe as simpler and more efficient and frictionless security entry points where fans should be able to get in the stadium quicker. Team president Jason Wright said the stadium improvements are just part of the growing anticipation around the team that has made a lot of big changes in the offseason. We get a lot of tweets like, why is Jason Wright still here? My general response is he's not part of the football operations. He's a business guy. Mm-hmm. If they keep selling out the suites and selling tickets, yeah. he probably should be fine. Good Certainly. I know that they – you know, have a new coach and Dan Quinn, a new GM and Adam Peters. They're football guys. They're football operation guys. Mm-hmm. And even though Jason Wright played in the NFL, he's not a football operations guy. He's a business. He operations probably doesn't guy. even have a pass key that gets him to that side of the building anymore. Like, <laughs> that might be he's true. Probably like put his key card up in to get in the football. We had always getting yeah. denied. We had always heard that it, things are kind of maybe going a little south between like him and Ron towards mm, the end there. Got it. As he was I was told to he moved that. to California. Jason? <laughs> yeah. You heard he a lot of rumors? While he was working. He ah. was just working remote. Uh, working remotely? Uh, working remote. So might two have. things kind of about the stadium. The current stadium, formerly known as FedEx Field, now nameless. They're going to improve it. What are we going to call it? Commander Stadium for right now? They'll probably go out and get it. I mean, they have to be actively seeking a new sponsor already. Junk Stadium? Well, I mean, (laughs) how are we going to pay for that? Are you going to pay for it? No, they're going to hook us. It's only $15 million for two years, Cakes. Is that really all it was? That's what it sounds like. Is there a way we could turn that into cash somehow, Cakes? Um, (laughs) The other thing stadium-related has to do with RFK. I'll read from the story. Wednesday could be the day, that's today, that revives the RFK stadium site for the Washington Commanders. A key house floor vote is expected to happen, which could clear a path. For the franchise to come back to the district, the bipartisan RFK Memorial Stadium Campus Revitalization Act is co-sponsored by Eleanor Holmes Norton, D.C. Congresswoman. The bill would let the city enter into a 99-year lease with the National Park Service. So hopefully, if you're a fan of the team coming back to the city and RFK, this will move along the legislation. Don't, my only question is, and I've always questioned this, is A, I mean, I know that it doesn't really matter, but the people that live right around there, they don't seem to want it. And B, it's a right. small site. I don't know how they're going to make it work. Who else signs 99-year leases? Oh, I think our company did to this building. <laughs> is it really 99 years? No, I'm kidding. Oh. I have no idea how long the lease Seems is. like it. I think a lot of business things are like that. Yeah. So the the legislation would ultimately need – Two-thirds support for passage. Mm-hmm. Um, they say right now, in terms of the Maryland House members, five of eight will vote no. Because they want it in their state. Yeah, they yeah, want Because just like people are upset if the Capitals and Wizards leave D.C., well, Marylanders will be upset if the Commanders leave Landover. Let me just let it be yeah, known. Be I am not upset if the Capitals and Wiz leave D.C. for Virginia. Officially not upset. You're fine with it either way. I'm fine. I'm also fine with it either way. I prefer all of them to be sort of in the the city downtown, but it doesn't really bother me either way. As for RFK. um, (laughs) Okay, I'm still going to root for them. 
they say that the old stadium, which, you know, you probably drive by it every day. It's such a freaking eyesore. <laughs> it's, it's detestable, actually. I yeah, look at it terrible. out of my left eye and say, that's gross. Why haven't they put the dynamite to it yet? <laughs> I don't understand. Well, they say right now it is slowly being dismantled oh. and eventually will be demolished. Okay, well, I know how to dismantle it quickly. It's called take a plunger and about 50 sticks of dynamite, and the thing <laughs> collapses in 10 seconds. What is a plunger? It only takes do? 50 You've sticks. You've never seen a plunger in you a mean, movie? You mean like this thing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't, okay. Like from a Bugs Bunny cartoon? I didn't know that was plunger. The plunger, okay. yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah. I just think toilet plunger. All of the dynamite <laughs> goes boom. When I boom. think plunger, I think big duty. Dynamite exactly. goes boom. Old, decrepit stadium filled with asbestos uh, evaporates in about 10 seconds. Right. Uh, remember Opie and Anthony used to do the what did we learn? Yeah. yeah. We learned that they don't even need to go to the combine anymore because the little yeah. quarterbacks. You know what else they learned? They're drafting Jaden Daniels. I also learned that if Ryan Poles tries to hoodwink <laughs> Adam Peters, he's going to say, uh, go F yourself. We're taking a game changer. Jaden Daniels at number two. Right. You can have Caleb Williams at number one. Now we're we not potentially. What if Ryan Poles says we're taking the game changer? Well, then. Adam Peters, Adam Peters says, says we're taking well, DC. DC. Says, we, DC. Love, we love Caleb Williams, so that's fine. He's from DC. Now, yeah. if they draft Drake May, then we're going to learn a new lesson yeah. that he can play some poker. Yeah, we, Your boy Dan Quinn. Yeah, we, we drafted an athlete, an athletic guy, in Drake May. Just well, going with all the buzzwords. Would you describe like a basically a professional football player as an athlete? Yeah, you've really not described. You it. haven't given much. Yeah, although if, he gave the white guy athletic, which said, is sometimes which thrown is out there. Like, if he said rocket arm. For Drake May, I would have gotten me signs. Well, obviously, Merrill Hodge doesn't agree with Dan Quinn. Well, he definitely doesn't agree yeah, because I said can't he was remember. stiff. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, right. Said he wasn't athletic. Takes what said Mac Jones. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I Actually, said Mac Jones. Hodge just didn't. He thought he was stiff, but not super athletic. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's definitely obviously an athlete. But you'd put your money on Jaden Daniels as the favorite well, right now. Today, I would. I would love for Jaden Daniels. Right. All right, we got to get out of here. B. Mitch and Finley coming up next, right here on the... You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.